second wave we got hit pretty hard here in quebec city so not that i didn't want to do it but i just didn't have the time to do it so thank you for your patience and your support uh tonight we got a patreon request actually from uh the only fonz he uh, decided to fuck me up by <laughs> giving me Phantasm, the Phantasm franchise, to review. <laughs> I'm going to need some support from two good motherfucking homies that you probably already know. Here with me, Don motherfucking Anelli. Yep, that's me. What's up, everyone? Glad to be back, and glad to see that everybody is still, for the most part, staying safe and healthy. <laughs> still listening. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And of course, 
the BDGLQLDPL3LD. What up? <laughs> it's so, going to yeah. be fun. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad uh, we're back together to review some, I mean, you will excuse me, but shitty-ass movies. <laughs> the graveyard shit fucking stands for, like... Movies like Phantasm 4 and shit like that, so. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to Phantasm 4 eventually. Yep. But anyway, so thank you, Funds, for uh, the Patreon request for picking this uh, this franchise for us. Well, for, for M, not for me. I don't thank you, but they do. <laughs> Well, apparently, so, like, a lot of people have been wanting us to do the Phantasm show for oh, a while. Oh, dude, yeah. Remember that vote? Yeah, a bunch of people just want to piss me off, apparently. Or... <laughs> that could but be. Anyway, it's going to be fun. I'm not saying it's going to be a good time, <laughs> but it's going to be fun for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Don, uh, since you're back on the pod, uh, what have you been up to uh, during the last few months? Um, well, let's uh, uh, see here. I'm trying to think back. Um, uh, for Women in Horror Month, I managed to conduct about 150 interviews with uh, industry personnel. That's crazy ass. ass motherfucker. You got too much time on your hand. Give me some, dude. <laughs> uh, um, I've been doing uh, movie reviews pretty much every day, um, and in fact, the day we re- record this, um, since uh, today is Father's Day, um, just a little background info for there for you folks, um, I ended up and I released the fourth part in my annual uh, blog contribu- series looking at five different father-son uh, horror directors in the genre, so... Oh, yeah, so it's been it's a series that I've been doing for uh, four years now. This is the fourth installment, so I just I it's just like a quick you know rundown. It's not in depth reviews or anything. It's just you know he's the father, he did this, this, and this. You know he's the son, he did this, this, and this. Mm. So it's you know kind of one of those articles where it's more shining a spotlight rather than analyzing. Now that I think about, now that I think about it, we should actually like put the link. Yeah, I'll give you the. I'll give you the link. You can put it in there. Um, yeah, I mean, as we record right now, it's the latest episode. Tomorrow, it's going to be buried off the front page. So yeah, um, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be on the front. It's not going to be on the front side anymore. But yeah, it's been a tradition of mine. I've done it for four years now. This is um, the latest one. Um, I've done. I did five directors. So that look was um, David and Brandon Cronenberg. Oh, nice. Ooh. Uh, George and Panos Cosmatos. Okay. Roberto and Alex and Fuskelli. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Sham, Tulsi, Kumar, Kiran, Kishu, Ramsey. They're uh, Indian horror directors. They're... Uh, that was that that one that was a tricky one. There, the father is a producer. All of the sons went into the industry, but it's one of those that's close enough. Mm. So yeah, I covered them, and then 
Ah, uh, fuck. Who's the other group? Um. No, we oh, don't swear. Oh, 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 we don't, no. we don't <laughs> swear on this podcast. Come on. Uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, it's uh, Steno and Carlo Vanzina. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but mind, mind your language, Don. Come on. <laughs> well, if that's the fucking truth. <laughs> <laughs> If that's going to be fucking true, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes, this isn't the Graveyard PC podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, like I said, that's uh, been what I've worked. That's uh, my thing. And then uh, just to round it out, um, I've started a YouTube channel. Or actually, I've just started putting content up there for... Really? Yeah, really? I've actually had it for like five years, but I've never done anything with it. God. Dude, both <laughs> I had it with a group. Well, I've only put like two videos on there, so it's not like I've got anything on there. But well, like I said, I've yeah, like I said, I've started putting videos up there. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to you know figure out what I want to do that's going to be different from the blog. So that's like the big thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's only like two videos up there. Um, otherwise, I've done uh, I've had I've put up like Skype interviews that Zoom interviews that I've recorded. That's mm-hmm. been like what I've. That's what I the channel has been ever for a while now. So yeah, I'm started to do that. Just you know, I I have it. So you should but, you should you know what you should do? you should do one with fucking the the dude the who directed the fucking the House of the Dead. Ooh, a ball! Damn, <laughs> he'd probably beat you. Why? I actually like, He'd be like Thank Yeah, but he beats people wearing motherfucking faggot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's an interesting character. Yeah. Um but yeah, um like I said, doing movie reviews and uh doing weekly shows on uh fresh cuts. Uh basically doing uh the biggest movie release of the past week. Oh so, nice. Yeah, it's a uh show it's just basically we look at one movie a week um it's like usually the biggest one so the last few weeks you know we've looked at spiral we've done um army of the dead yeah conjuring uh we just we did um well the last one we just did was for the shutter film caveat oh okay i get to see it ah don't bother it's not that good (laughs) yeah the highest one on it i think we i think even though we don't rate it, I think the highest of us probably would have given it like maybe a five out of ten. Damn. Yeah. Like I said, I, just just saying. Yeah, spiral was terrible. <laughs> spiral was fucking awful, dude. Chris yeah. Rock was annoying as fuck, dude. Uh, Honestly, I'm gonna say it. Chris Rock didn't bother me. What bothered me about it was it didn't know if it wanted to be a Saw movie or if it wanted to be Seven. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I can see that. It's like, make a choice, one or the other. Well, my biggest issue, one that we brought we brought it up on the show. Mm-hmm. My, For me, my personal biggest issue is that I guess the killer in five minutes. Oh, so did I. Yeah. Believe it or not, I guessed his motivation, but dismissed it because it was too stupid. Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, I, 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 that, I, that's yeah. what I told you too, Glenn. Like, yeah. I saw it like, that li- spo- I'm gonna go spoiler free, but you get like something in this movie and that that's sad and 
one scene, if you will, just one scene, and you know, you know, you know, that's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I guessed who the killer was, and I even guessed his motivation, but I dismissed it because I thought it was too stupid. I, I guessed it, and I'll tell you the scene that I guessed it. I'm not going to go spoilers, but I'm just going to say the tattoo scene. Oh, I got it way earlier than that. Yeah, Actually, yeah as, I, got, as, I got it earlier, too. I got as, it way earlier. As soon as that happened, I was like, yeah, I know who the, I know who the killer is. The only is. thing that really surprised me is, like, the the, the ending. I mean, I mean, when I say surprised uh, me, it's like, it's, it's a big word. Not surprised me, but the, the shit with you know, the police showing up, and he's, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to stay as spoiler-free as I can, but he gets, okay. he still I'll... gets, like, lift up in the air, you know, who yeah. I'm talking about, and shit like that. That surprised I'll me, give... but overall, that was fucking awful, dude. I'd watch, uh... I'll, I'll, give the, I'll give the film credit. The traps are actually not bad. Oh, mm-hmm. I think they the suck. Pro- here's the problem. Here's, here's the main problem. They're... They're fundamentally antithetical to what the Saw series is about. Yeah. They're fundamentally antithetical. None of these traps are escapable, and that's the entire point. The entire yeah. point the entire point was that, you know, when Kramer, you know, John Kramer, Jigsaw, whatever you want to call him, when he was running the show, the entire point was to make the choice of whether or not you were going to uh, change your ways or die because you were still stuck being the person that you were. You were supposed to use the traps as a means of bettering yourself. Mm-hmm. All of the traps were completely escapable. All you had to do was change who you were as a fun, change who you were fundamentally. Mm-hmm. As the series came on, the fact that nobody escaped them seemed to be okay. Let's just turn this into the most twisted, vile torture device we can think of. I, and that's yeah. exactly, I, get, I get your point, though. That's exactly what the new one is. None. For, for me, it's like the most like creative, if you will, trap. For me, it's the the finger trap. You know what? I, which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, it's 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 so like how can I put it? Like, yeah, I know what you're. Uh, we, I know we would have to do. But like, it. it's the most creative fucking trap, but it, still, it, it managed to suck. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's creative in the sense of co- the concept of being able to execute it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that seems to be the driving point. That's not what the franchise is all about. Yeah. And c- come at me, come literally. I dare any fucking listener to come at me. And say that they cared about any character in this movie. I'm not taking you up on that. Yeah, I I didn't care. <laughs> I ain't taking you up on that one. The only <laughs> one I I even remotely cared about was Samuel L. Jackson, and that was only because he was Mace Windu. The well, only for, one for me, for me like was the, the three scenes that we got, like the, yeah. the flashbacks and. The, the only one, for, the only one for me was the female detective because she's hot. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, about that finger trap that made me kind of laugh. He's, you know what? I'm gonna go into a bit of spoiler territory for this particular trap. If no one, if you haven't seen no, it, no, stay spoiler free, dude. Come on. Okay. He could have got out of that trap without sacrificing anything. 
His fingers were, were stuck, but the rest of his body was perfectly free. He could have jumped up on top of it, and he would have been fine. True. You yeah. know, there, there's nothing keeping him in there. Yeah. You know, it, it's like... Are you sure about that, though? Yeah, yeah. There was nothing there. It was like he could have literally just stood up and got out, left his hands where they were, kind of shimmied his way over, got on top of the thing, and would, would have no, been perfectly fine. No, but he had fine. his fucking arms between two fucking pipes or some shit. That's true. You might, you might break his arms or something, but, you know, there was a very survivable way for that, and it wasn't even like a... a like... <laughs> Jigsaw, anyway, it's well, you know. Nobody fucking yeah, cares. Yeah. No, what I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. Um, I've always hated the movie Jigsaw. Jigsaw's Sp- fucking masterpiece. Spiral makes me feel better about Jigsaw. I think I'm well, I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be completely laser thing. I'm gonna be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember if I've seen the last two, whichever the last um. The 3D one or Jigsaw. Jigsaw. I don't even know if I've seen those. I'll just say this about Jigsaw. It's the one with the pink blood. Yes. That doesn't help. I've seen too many films saying pink blood's not going to... I'll I'll just say this. Do you know of a trap that involves surgical lasers? If not, then you've definitely not seen Jigsaw. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that... That doesn't. Well, really Jigsaw is the one with the the fucking bucket bucket on y- the end. Yeah, yeah. It's not it. It's not good, but I feel better about it after seeing Spiral. Anyway, you know, you know, yeah. dude. Let's close the book on fucking uh, Spiral, dude. For me, and I stand by my point. And a bunch of people fucking ate Saw two and three. For me, Saw is Saw one. Saw two and three. That's it. Yeah, I I agree with that. You know, um, essentially three's as, my favorite. So yeah, I mean. uh, after John Kramer died, the, you know, it was kind of redundant. It was already redundant, but it was, <laughs> yeah, like, it was next redundant level to begin with. redundant. Yeah. <laughs> So what, anyway. what, did, what do you think of uh, Conjuring 3, Don? I loved it. I absolutely... I, it's my favorite after the original. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say... No, my I... My favorite before <laughs> the original. I was like... No, man. I'm... I, I, I had, like... I had my fucking finger on top of my, the red button. I'm going to say this. <laughs> my and cell phone. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to die on this hill. The original, film, the original film was in my top five of the decade. Mm-hmm. This one is just slightly below that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, I, um, it. I thought it was great. You know, uh, I thought it was good. Great. I, I loved great, it. But I thought it was good. I don't think it's better than two, for sure. Uh, oh, I'm, I love, I like this leaps and bounds more than two. Hmm. Two, two is good. Don't get me wrong. I like fundamentally. I think if you if I'm looking at this on a technical sense, I actually two put is two fucking for one. clever, dude. 
I no, I put two over one in terms of it being in terms of technicality. All of the cinematography and all of the or? yeah, all of those skills. I put two over one, but there's still there's two there's two factors in two that I don't like. Mm-hmm. One that god awful obsession with Elvis Presley. <laughs> Seriously. There's, they're called director's cuts for a reason. We don't need those scenes in there. <laughs> Number two, I fucking hate this tactic. And this is, I'm not criticizing... Number the, two, I fucking hate Elvis Presley. No. <laughs> this, is the tactic I, this is the tactic I hate, and I'm not completely crapping on Conjuring 2 for doing that. I crap on every film that does it. The scene when they're in the car and they're driving away from the home, mm-hmm. they sit there and they talk to themselves oh crap we've been tricked mm-hmm. they go back and they continue the film for 20 minutes i hate that keep it in the one supposed until it's done i don't this idea of the demon tricking people or whatever it is you know doing whatever you want to to keep the film going even though you thought it's over no you keep it going until it's until it's done no tricks no disguise no, the demon hopped over and he's still there. We just we didn't do it right. None of this. I get I, I get I get your point, Don. But yeah. two is all about atmosphere. I think. Well, that's so. like I said. Like I said, two on a technical sense is better than one, but one is much more. No, one, one is a ten out of ten for me. Where two is like yeah. uh, an eight. So. That's kind of how I think about it, to be honest. Um. Like I said, one, I would fight to the death if that's the top five of the decade. Like, that is what I think of when I think mainstream horror films. Is I, Oh, absolutely. I think, for when me, I think, when I think, the decade is there for sure. Yeah, when I think of mainstream, gl- slick, glossy, studio-produced genre fare, that one and Insidious for me are one are up there. Yep. I'd say Insidious 3. The the first Conjuring, the first Insidious films, those are the films that I think of when I think slick, glossy, mainstream studio films. Mm -hmm. The the second one, I think it's a better made film, but I just, I have storyline issues that I mentioned that knock it down a little for me but on a t- on on an enjoyment factor one i'm gonna fight that is a top five film of the decade yeah uh, i'm with you dude mm-hmm. i'm with you on top maybe not top five of the decade but let's say top 15 of the decade it's in there for sure mm. <sighs> well here's the thing for me and well, you know what? You know what? Well, listeners, well, 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 listeners, well, 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 give us well, no, the there's one, well, there's one thing the I want to mention. Franchise. Well, there's one thing I do want to mention, though, and this is probably something that probably will take into account how I rate this at the end. I still need to watch and try not to contain, try not to be too shocked at this because this is going to be a big one. I still need to watch The Witch. It the, sucks. I still need to watch. I fucking hate the witch. The autopsy Jane Ooh yeah, you gotta watch autopsy Jane I still need to watch the Black Oats Daughter. Black Oats Daughter is good. Yeah. And. No, it's not good. It's it's excellent. Uh, 
Oh, damn, what's that other one? Um, <laughs> fuck the witch and watch... <laughs> and watch... Uh, no, um... Black Hole's Daughter, dude. Well, I, I, I just I want to see the wishes because um, I, I, I've, I've heard enough about it. I've practically already heard podcasts that have walked walked through it scene by scene. But well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like this is the the best film of I don't know the last five years horror wise of shit. Like it, it's so it's like hipster horror, dude. Like if you're like new mm. into horror and shit like that, or even even experienced people with uh, nothing against them. It's like everyone's sucking the witch dick. <laughs> I dug it personally. Literally, but, you know, literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I dug huh. it. I thought it was a good movie, but you know, it. it it's but one of those better ones. Better shit, dude. It's like with what happened with uh, the Babadook. I guess Zeus how was better. Every how everyone was like raving about it. And then you see it and you're like, well, it's good, but it's not, you know, it's nothing special. Hagazooza was better. Also, I've never seen Hagazooza, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I haven't seen... seen... No, um, I mean, that wasn't one that I considered as, like, a big, like, top-of-the-line one. But I haven't seen that one either, just... Everything about... I think The Witch is fucking boring. The Witch is boring. Very slow. Yeah, nothing like, is slow very burn. slow. You know, you know me, Glenn. There's a difference well, between slow burn and slow. slow. Burn, dude. I love slow burn, but I think the wish is. Well, here's the thing, and this is the part that I'm. This is the you know the thing that I'm really kind of curious about. When we're when we're talking about slow burns for last year, mm. I utterly loved Relic. Okay. I I loved it. That was one of my favorite films of the year. Like I was really considering when we were doing our show, I would have considered putting that on the top ten list. Like that was, was a it, film. Was it, was, was it was it no like, I, part of your honorable mentions though? Uh, like I said, that's where it ended up. It ended up as an honorable mention, but that okay. That one was a serious contender for making my top ten of the year list. Whereas. Even though a, a film like this would have been made for me, I wasn't a huge fan of Psycho Gorman. I, I know it's a different type of a film. Mm. I loved Relic. I didn't care for Psycho Gorman. Hmm. Yeah, they're complete opposites. So. I know, but the thing is, I mean, I, I I'm, guess sci-fi, I'm the sci-fi Sharknado guy. But here's the thing: I'm the sci-fi Sharknado guy. Yeah. I don't care for Psycho Gorman. Like that's uh, yeah. I mean, like like I said, that's the thing that makes me kind of curious about it because one, I utterly loved Relic, but I didn't care for Psycho Gorman. Yet I'm the guy that will fall down and cream himself over a Sharknado film. <laughs> cream himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, dude, Terry I, I started the Psycho that. Gorman, but uh, <laughs> you know, with my work schedule and shit like that. I started it, and if you if you check my letterbox, like I watched a whole bunch of movies from like let's say I started my letterbox in 2019, I think I watched a whole bunch of movies, 19, 20, whole bunch of movies, 20, 21. I think I have like what like 13 movies. Every time I start a fucking film, I'm so fucking like tired, I, mm-hmm. I fall asleep. 
<laughs> right away. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I can't. I can't speak on uh, Psycho Gorman because I I saw maybe half of it. So I know, but I'm just saying is that you know that's the weird thing is that the one the slow burn I loved the action packed gore film I didn't like. So oh I don't know am I being you know turned into the you know that type of person that enjoys those kinds of films or what? Am I being so I'm retarded. <laughs> well, so what I'm saying is that, you know, how does that work out where I loved one film a completely opposite that I didn't like, I wouldn't have liked, and yet I, I, I didn't care for the film that was seemingly made for me. So, like, you know, that's like the one thing that I'm just, I'm really kind of curious about and wanting to see it, so. Mm. Well, well, you know, um, it's kind of the same thing. I'm trying to stay spoiler-free for the discussions we're going to have on uh, the Phantasm franchise, but uh, Glenn was like, you know, two, you're going to love two. Not a fan of two. I love three. <laughs> you know? So, it's, it's, and two would be my cup of tea. Honestly, what I like, two, Phantasm 2's got everything that I I could wish to see on screen for a 1988, I think, movie. I think so. Uh, for doing for part, part two, yes, yeah, from '88. Yeah, but still, they did that. No, they don't do it for me. So, you know, to each your own. I mean, uh, some mm-hmm. movies uh, can be. You say, oh, I'm probably could I enjoy this shit and. It's going to become one of my favorite movies. And, you know, you watch it and you're like, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's something we can discuss in a bit, but. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's jump right into it. Hell yeah. Okay, so to begin, to begin. Were you well? I get. I know Glenn was, but Don. Were you familiar with the Phantasm franchise before we do? This yeah, um, I've, I've. This is actually. I was mentioning this one on the few times for Fresh Cuts ever since this came out that we were doing it. Um, this is actually the second time I've actually covered the Phantasm franchise on my show because we did the we covered this on um, my first podcast, The Horror Mafia. Really? Yeah. Um, and actually, this is actually another w- thing. That was Ravager already out, or just well, that's why we did it? That's why we did it. Ravager came out. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, like I said, here the funny thing is that even though I know you, that you guys did franchise retrospectives before I came on, this is actually the first franchise retrospective I'm going to be on with you guys, and. Mm-hmm. The Phantasm retrospective on Horror Mafia was the first franchise retrospective that we did. So no, no, no but, but wait. But I'm, I'm just saying. The, no, you did the blind, the blind dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did do the blind dead with you guys. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. the second one. <laughs> yeah, second one. Oh crap! <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, well then, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say this: I covered the the I covered the franchise before on Horror Mafia. We did a full retrospective. Nice. <laughs> do you think uh, 
your opinion changed? Not as much as I thought it would. Um, my opinion on 4 changed. It's got to be your favorite, I call it. <laughs> you'd lose. I'm just saying this right now, you'd lose. <laughs> I don't know. Every time it's like the weakest fucking entry, Don's sucking the dick out of it. So. <laughs> I'll just say this. Um, between the Horror Mafia show and today, my my opinion on 4 changed. Other than that, uh, I'm pretty much right where I was on where I was before for the, for the films on that show I'm I'm going to be if not very close I'm going to be very similar to where they are now um, mm. I, I don't remember the show offhand so maybe the ratings are going to be a little different but I'm probably going to be if not exactly the same I'm going to be very close cool alright cool so uh, can someone give a brief synopsis for well, first of all, let's roll the trailer. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For nearly four decades it has been contained. But evil always has a way of breaking free. Tommy's gone. It's hard to believe. It was a good idea not to let your little brother come to the funeral. Hey, I don't like this place. Something weird is going on up there. The funeral is about to begin, sir. What's wrong with you? There's something up there. I saw it. You got some kind of an overactive imagination or something? I know you're not going to believe this, but these things were here. Oh, give me a break. Okay, I believe you. What we got to do is lay that sucker out flat and drive a stake right through his goddamn heart. We're going to run that tall bastard straight down to hell. You play a good game, boy. But the game is finished. Now you die. Phantasm. Don't fear. I got this. I got this. An, an old man uses his balls to scare a small child. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty, yeah. <laughs> He's got balls. <laughs> oh my god! I'm never gonna be able to look at the film again. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch the film again. <laughs> it's just true, though. 
I mean, that's exactly what the movie yeah, it's is. Got, it's true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, oh. 1979. Apparently, American science fantasy horror. Fantasy? Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Not true fantasy, but I can kind of see it. I, I see the sci-fi more more yeah, than I that, see I, that one. Uh, I I buy horror fan. I buy horror sci-fi more than the other ones, but yeah. <laughs> Hello. Will. Did we lose him? I think we might have. Well. Hello. Uh, no, it says three of three in the call. What the hell? Yeah. Come on back, Will. You've disappeared. Huh. Hello? Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah. Hey, what's what up, guys? Oh, we, we, we were waiting on you. <laughs> yeah, we are waiting for you to say something. We're just like, hello? Like, anyone there? What the fuck? I don't so, know. So, anyway. Uh, fan- uh, I was saying uh, uh, fantasy horror, right? This... Yeah, we were debating that, and then we we finished joking about it, and then we were waiting on you, and you never okay. said. So done a, uh, a budget of uh, three hundred thousand dollar. Uh, is it three hundred thousand? I'm French Canadian, so three zero zero dot zero zero zero. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, directed by Don Coscarelli. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna talk about this dude. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about this dude while we're done with the franchise. But anyway, pro- fucking a director. <laughs> um, <clears throat> written. By Coscarelli 2, starring Michael Baldwin, Bill Thornbury, Reggie Bannister, Keith Lester, Angus Krim. Uh, cinematography done too by Don Coscarelli. Edited by Don Coscarelli. I mean, the dude, the, 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 he had his hands all over this film. To be honest, so, oh, you can say and, he really, and it and it shows. Yeah, he really had his hands all over those balls. Yep. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. <laughs> all right, so uh, synopsis, Glenn. You want to do the synopsis? Yeah, sure. Uh, how spoiler intensive should I go with the synopsis? Oh, spoiler free. Okay. Um, just just a brief synopsis. Uh, a kid and his brother are discover something very strange going on at the local mortuary when uh, a tall dude appears. And fucking lifts up like a fucking coffin. Yep. That, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know... It's, because when you think of the plot of the first Phantasm, it that's really it. Yeah, yeah, it is, a, but you know, it is, but but you know, you you got 
more shit going on. You know, the, the oh game. yeah, we'll get more. We'll get into that. You know, as we do the thing, obviously. But you know, yeah, but but yeah, it's that's kind of what it is. But there, there's some strange ass motherfucking shit going on from the get go. You, you hear like fucking like snarls in the wood and shit. That, the thing thing ain't right, you know? Yeah. The thing ain't right at all. Then, um, by, by the way, Judy, his fucking brother, playing mm. guitar, and with the, uh, the, the stud of a man, what's his name, Reg. Yep. When he first shows up, and you got Judy playing guitars with his, uh, with his fucking, like, Rolling Stone shirt. Yep. You get fucking Reg the stud just trying to go with it. That's one of the most awkward fucking scene I think I've ever witnessed. <laughs> just saying. It kind, it, it kind of is. And it seems to be like such a, like, uh, you know, it's the only fucking mortuary, I guess, in, in the whole town, if you will. I I think so. <laughs> And and nobody like is that house like or those person the only one like noticing that fucking like graves are being like dug up and shit like that. Apparently, like is, is there like fucking like thirteen people in this town? Well, I the thing is is that I looked at it more the sense of this being like a small town out in the middle of the countryside like this isn't you know like a major like a bustling kind of a you know I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is probably like a town of maybe 15 to 20,000 like this isn't going to be you know like you know a very populated community like it's just going to be a bunch of people that know each other if anything suspicious is going to stand out they're going to notice it but because that their activities are so clandestine and they happen mostly at night, nobody's noticing what's going on. Okay, so nobody, nobody goes out at night, or nobody like walks their dog, or you know, I don't know, dude, do fucking methamphetamines and stay the whole <laughs> night up or some shit. Well, I know, well, for me, I grew up in I grew up somewhere similar. My town only re- where I live right now only two years ago we re- reached a celebration where we had 50,000 people registered in the city mm. so it's we're re- 15 I know but the thing is is that I grew up in a very small and I grew up in a similar small town like that and one you're inside at night when the lights come on like the, when the light when the street lights come on you're in the house you're you're you know you're not walking the streets you're not doing, you know, you're not exercising, you're not going for a walk, you're not taking your dogs or your well, pets. I or sure whatever. am. Maybe it's because I live in Canada. But... Maybe, but I'm just saying is that around here where I grew up, in, grew, I grew up in a small town like this, and we were in the house when the streetlights came on. So it would have been very, very, very easy for something clandestine to happen under the noses, and we wouldn't have known any noticed any 
thing. Because we would have been inside, doors locked, windows drawn, watching TV or doing whatever, like as a family. We would have mm. been doing that by like the crack of by the crack of night. So if somebody's out patrolling graveyards at midnight or you know like ten, eleven o'clock or maybe, mm. or not, we're, nobody's seeing that. You know, unless well, you're working on the night shift at the. Well, apparently, dude, like, dude, come on. I mean, apparently, late night activities are a thing for this family because this fucking dude, Jody was fucking a girl on a fucking tombstone or some shit. So. Well, that's the thing. Like I said, unless you were out on a date with something <laughs> like... Unless you were, like, out on a date or you were working, like, the night shift at the local drugstore or something, you were inside. Like, that was basically all you were doing was... You were, you know, you were outside basically because you were with somebody else or you were working. Like, you weren't just strolling the streets not doing anything. Like, that, there was a major difference. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't come in so you do. Anyway. But there's also one other thing that I want to make out. This is in the 70s. People didn't Talking worry about, about making th- out. I got a cemetery right around my car. You want to, you want to, <laughs> you want to do it? <laughs> no, but I'm saying is that the other thing is that this is the 70s. Nope, you know, unless it, something was directly affecting them, nobody cared about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, well, yeah, but no, still, dude, because basically, basically, what it is is the the fucking Jawas. I call them Jawas. Mm-hmm. Well, Jawas. yeah, they're they're Jawas, you know. Houdini. <laughs> uh, I was expecting a Houdini any fucking time, but the dwarves that like that, they are basically like shrank up corpses, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they are shrank up corpses, there's plenty of fucking like grave. Digging going on, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a big ass cemetery. So <clears throat> how come nobody noticed that some corpses were missing? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I well, mean uh, you wouldn't have any reason to go to the cemetery other than to bury somebody. Yeah. No, dude, I well, no, he's completely right. Unless, you know, <laughs> I mean, I live maybe ten minutes away from one. I don't go there unless it's you know my grandparents' birthday that we you know we lay flowers on the grave or like a holiday or anything. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. What I'm just saying is that that you know, yeah, I, I'm ten minutes away, and that's literally what we do. Unless it's their birthday and we lay flowers on the grave or a holiday, I don't go to the cemetery. It's not a it's not anything that I'm really interested in doing. I mean, yeah, you do it because of the family, but for every other situation, I don't go to the cemetery. It, yeah, it's not, still, I'm not going to notice anything going on. Yeah, but still, Don, uh, the amount of fucking tombstones and shit like that. Okay, but here the thing is, is don't that that's not. No, yeah. here's the thing. It's not all of their. It's not all of the graves in the cemetery that's our Jawas. That's from the work that he's done up until. 
this point. This is not the start of his. This is not the start of his plan. He's been doing this for a while. Mm. I know. I know. But, but I know. But I'm just saying you're fixed up on a on a plot point that makes. There's no reason for you to be fouled up on this plot point, though. Well, I am, dude. I am. <laughs> I know, but I'm just I saying. Every, I got every motherfucking right to be, dude, because I don't. Okay, so you're gonna tell me that they 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 chose the tombstones that uh, you know for the names and the relatives and shit like they they like the tall men chosen. Like no fucking way, someone in this motherfucking town didn't lose his father like the day before some shit, and came and like saw this shit either in the fucking uh, <coughs> how do you say it? Mausoleum. Like yeah, mausoleum or in the graveyard, and oh, they boy. didn't see shit. Doesn't make sense. Well, hold on though. Somebody did see shit. And that was Mike. Uh, but the only reason that he actually saw it was because he was actually there when nobody else was. So yeah. it's, in the, the idea still remains. It's very easy to forgo this because, you know, he's there, you know, hours after the funeral. He's, you know, spying on his he's trying to follow his brother and he ends up stumbling upon the incident instead. Mm hmm. So it's not something that's going to be, you know, very easy for people to, you know, come across. He's doing this hours after the fact. After it. Yeah, but after, nobody, nobody walks, like, past this fucking graveyard. Well, look like, at, okay, but look at this, look at it this way. If he's already, if the Jawas are, the Jawas. he's already taken already. <laughs> if they're, the, if they're people that he's already taken before, Look at all. Look at the graveyard the way it was in the very early scenes of the cemetery. You're not going to notice anything. Everything looks immaculate. Everything looks exactly as it was if yeah, you had buried got, somebody. Got in town. He just arrived. No, it's been implied that he's been there for a while. If he's working his way, he's working his way through the cemetery. He's doing a few at a time. I know we're jumping ahead, but you can tell from part two that he's taking a few at a time. He's not yeah, but, taking the entire yeah, step. Yeah, no, dude. I, I, I know. Without it, part jumping, two, just, just I know, part you're, one, I, dude. I know, I'm jumping ahead, but if you retroactively apply it, he's taking a few at a time, so it's not drawing attention to it. He's been doing this for a while. It's not something that's, you know, he, he's he been doing this for you know, who knows how many years, because nobody knows... You know when he started doing this. I mean, I, I again, I know we're jumping ahead, but we know he's some. The original being was turned into the tall man sometime right after the soul. But dude, you're talking about right? drawing attention. Well, here's the, here's the tall thing. ass motherfucker walks like right down the street. Is like, like I know, but here's some fucking like. No, but here's the point, Will. He's this is a figure that's been doing this for a while. Like, this isn't somebody that just started, you know, digging bodies up, like, yeah, last you week. Know this is something that that's... because of part two. No, I'm telling you from part one. He's doing... He, he's been there for a while. What, nobody... What, 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 what actually confirms that? Nobody makes any mention of the fact that there's this new gravedigger in town. 
nobody makes any mention of you know him being out of place there. They exactly notice him. It's fucking dumb. Because he's been there for a while. He's been doing this for a while. Okay, so it's normal shit. So nobody talks about your fucking mother being like fucking carried out of the fucking ground, and you don't know where they they are at. Because there's no reason to suspect it. Look at, okay. No he, reason to suspect. It doesn't make any sense, Don. If you let me finish, Will, they only find out because they stumble upon it by accident hours after the funeral's already done and over. That's the only reason that they even suspect anything. Mike ended up finding out the tall man was removing the casket four to five hours after the funeral because he's trying to spy on the on his brother. He came upon that entire scene by accident. Yes, dude, but if you know how fucking cats... But that's the thing. Or, or, or when you lay a corpse in the ground, it's, it, you know, you got those fucking shoveling motherfucking, uh, like, dude-ass motherfucker that shovels, like, fucking, um, how do you say fucking... Um, Dirt. Yeah, turned on it and shit like that. How Wait. come? How the fuck did this motherfucking tall ass motherfucking man manage to get there? And apparently, the fucking ground is still. The casket isn't even buried. There, there's Makes a scene that explains. No fucking sense. There's a scene that explains that, isn't there? Where, uh, you know, he essentially, like, uh, yeah, I forget which, which movie it was in. He doesn't, like, put back, back the dirt in the ground, dude. No, yeah, um, they, yeah, they, there, there was a scene that covered that in one of them. Where, where someone's talking to their mother and they're like, In one they, of they, them, we're talking about the first one. It, it might be the first one, I can't remember, it's, you know, uh, it but he says, like, no, they they haven't sense. filled them in. They go, like, they haven't filled them in. They and, haven't uh, filled them in? Yeah, no and fucking says, casket stays for, like, a night, dude. Apparently, at this place, they do. Well, maybe, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm. Okay, no. I seem to remember... When my grandfather died, we lowered the casket in the ground, but we never buried it at the ser- at the gravesite. When we had the no, ser- they do. I know, but here's the thing: when my grandfather died, I distinctly remember we buried, we lowered him into the ground, we lowered, we laid the the flag on him, and we had the the gravesite procession there. But we, they never filled the casket in. That no, was done. They do that shit at night. Well, I know, but I'm saying that's the whole thing. If they all they're doing is they just lower the casket into the ground, they don't have to do that. They can just pull the thing back up when everybody's done and gone, expecting that they're going to have the butt, they're going to have the thing filled in by the time they come back later on to pay their respects at a later time, not knowing that the casket's not even there to begin with. That what well, well, our whole the, point. the only thing that could maybe explain this shit is that fucking like tall ass motherfucking man runs the motherfucking place, and he's like, leave them coffins, you know, just don't bury him. I think that's what it is. Well, yeah, because he 
because technically to the town he runs the mortuary because that's the his general profession is i think his actual profession is the mortuary director i think that's what the town knows him as well I don't but i'm think just so, saying if nobody he... know who he is nobody knows who he is yeah but then again do you know who your mortuary director is absolutely if you got a fucking like you do? Who like, is he? Like, if, no, no, I mean, if you... Someone must know who he is. Because, I mean, if you... I mean, it's a company, right? It must be a company that do this shit. It, it's ran it by be, it, someone. But the thing is, is that would you know every single person under the employee of the funeral director? Absolutely not. Well, there you go. You know the director, but you don't know all of his underlings. You don't know who's actually going to be doing the work because the ones that are going to be doing the work are not going to be there when you see it. You're not going to be there to watch the people fill the grave in when you're when you lower your grandfather or your dad or your brother in. You're not going to be there, but you're not going to be there to watch it. So you don't know who's going to be the ones employed. So you don't. I I I get what you mean, dude. But this fucking. Family isn't like the only. They're not like the only people living there. Like for uh, for sure, there's more like burying going on. Someone must have noticed that corpses were missing, and it's just an empty grave. He literally doesn't take the corpse out of the coffin. He literally fucking take the coffin, dude. But that's the whole, like I said, that's the whole point. If you're not there to watch the grave being filled in, how do you know that the grave is still there to begin with? That's where the horror of the film comes from. It's not this person that is doing these things. It's that a person is doing these things. He's taking your beloved parental figures and he's turning them into these extra-dimensional dimen- figures and he's going to use them to take over the world. Uh, dude, I, I get your point, but still, no fucking way nobody noticed this tall-ass motherfucking dude picking up fucking coffin. No? No fucking way. Especially, like, you, if he just got there, like, I... Okay, I, I literally heard. I literally heard none of uh, my internet. My internet cut out. I think in the middle of a rant. I, I didn't hear any of that. Okay, what I was saying is, no fucking way. These families are are like the only one that bury like a relative there. <clears throat> no fucking way. Nobody fucking like come. Uh, and, and you got like cemetery guards and shit like that. And I, did I you? Think, I never saw I anyone. think they all work for the tall man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I everybody that I everyone there. Yeah, that's that was my thing. Was that all of the people under the employee are the ones that are there working for him? So, so they're going to be part of the clandestine operations and keep everything a secret. It could be, dude, but no fucking way nobody noticed before. Just by driving by, or you got a big ass motherfucking like car parked in the cemetery. 
Nobody, no fucking way nobody noticed anything going on. Well, there's the thing. Maybe maybe they did. And maybe they're now Jawas. Maybe with Mike and Apparently in this fucking movie, there's only like ten people, ten normal people in this town, so. Yeah. Maybe. uh, Maybe like, uh... What we're seeing with Mike is the exception to the rule. Usually, they just go right away and, like, take them out and make them Jawas. I don't know, dude. This shit kind of pissed me off, dude. Uh, I don't see how we can... Ex- it's the first entry. It's the first fucking entry. That, that's where you're supposed to fucking explain all of this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense, it is. It's a person that's going around robbing bodies out of graveyards, turning them into these figures, and then using them to kill off everybody else in town, make more creatures, and then move on to the next town. Yeah, and where's the fucking police? Turned like everybody else. Yeah, but still, nobody, like, you're telling me that this family is the only family that is left alive in this town or some shit? There's plenty of people at the fucking, like, burying ceremony. Well, remember the psychic... The psychic knows. Yeah, psychic, psych my ass. I mean, it's <laughs> not even relevant to the fucking story. Well, she knows. She's, you know, her and her daughter, her granddaughter, or whoever the hell that girl is, they know what's going on. They're the ones trying to help them until they get killed. I'm glad they, they got they got, they got killed. Because <laughs> I don't do a flying fuck about anyone in this movie. And can I get to that fucking scene, please? The, the you know the clip <laughs> I sent you. Oh when, yeah, yep. When the kid is under the car, and you get two perfectly lined boots. Who stands like that? <laughs> That's true. And you get a knock. He, he gets a knock on like his toes or some shit. Yeah. And it goes to uh, ah! <laughs> It's awful, dude. It's painful. That is a that that part is kind of cringy, I got to admit. It's painful, dude. So painful. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like and you, you see you see the kid uh you see Mike going um you know Walking around town and shit like that. There's plenty of people there. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that nobody noticed anything? I think they probably all had better stuff to do. Well, how dumb can you be? Well, it's, it's life. Man. They're just going about their own business. I don't know about you, but like I, I, I don't constantly go looking at graveyards. No, it would make the news, though. But like I said before, if everybody that would have been able to spot that is involved in it from the very beginning, wouldn't you have kept that under wraps from just doing your job? I mean, if everybody involved in the town, in the in the graveyard, is involved with the tall man's activities, they're not gonna they're not gonna you know they're gonna be keeping the whole thing under wraps. 
I'm going to keep this movie under wraps, too. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I've been talking for, for a while. I'm going to let you flow on things you love and you don't love. Okay. This, honestly, it's like this movie does have a few issues, but I find they're almost like they're few and far between. Like, there's that cringy scene with the the, the shoes and the hammer and everything. But that's really about it. I mean, for the rest of the time... No, there's it, plenty of shit that doesn't make sense, still. Oh, well, that's, that's the thing. The, this movie is complete nightmare logic as well. Nightmare logic, yeah. dude. Yeah. Just let me let me point something 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 else to you mm-hmm. that doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. When Mike is in the back of the tall man's vehicle, ah yes, he's got the gun. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck didn't he try to shoot this motherfucker in the back of his head? It would have made sense. And it would have been a cool scene. That's what anyone would do, I think. I would have assumed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, like I said, if it's if it's nightmare logic like this, I'm not that concerned about it. I I don't know. I I don't really find a lot of that stuff to be really you know, too detrimental in in a sort. Mm. You know, it could just be, you know, uh, know, I'm used to it with Italian stuff, you know, where they just went off of nightmare logic. Mm. For me, my main issue was just the fact that all of the night scenes, they're just way too dark. They are. They're they're very dark. Um, uh, Did you see the remaster? uh... Uh, I... I checked the remastered. The remastered was the night scenes were okay with me. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I I I don't remember what version I saw. Um, yeah, because the, the remaster like is okay. The DVD or some shit. Yeah, I've got a DVD. Well, I've got the first is it, three on. Is it the Acor Bay? Um, one. Yeah, it's got the Anchor Bay logo on it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's not the remaster, so. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz that was the one that I never I never upgraded cuz it was just too expensive to do at the time. Yeah, well, I, expensive or not, I wouldn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying I did I I knew I had the DVD, but I didn't know what company it was, but yeah, I can see it from here. It's got the logo on it. Yeah. Yeah, the the remaster does address some of the color. Okay. Like, you know, darkness aspects of it. So, you know. But good point, though, because uh, I used to own the the Fantasm uh, first print on DVD, actually, by uh, Anchor Bay. And I remember the night scenes were fucking, like, dark as shit, so. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it's never really been an issue with the nightmare logic thing. Uh, it's uh, to me, it was just always more used for building the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. 
and the, the thing for me that's always stood out with this one is the fact that I've always loved the way it sets up its jump scares. The what was the one? Um, the one where he's in bed and he's got the tall man leaning over him, and then you've got the creatures that just burst out of the ground beside him. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, but there's always one, and it's n- it's never the ending because the ending is always a great jump scare as well. But there's always one jump scare within the film that he always manages to pull off incredibly well. And mm-hmm. I don't think so. Oh, I I love the way he handles his jump scares. The other thing too, and this is the one thing that I don't know if maybe this could be an issue that you never thought of, Will. He's barely twenty by the time he makes this movie. You know, this isn't a guy that went to film school. This isn't, you know, a you know Oh, I know, but twenty or not. I know, but I'm just saying like this is a fifty the fucking eight. I don't give a flying fuck. I think it's I don't, but I'm just saying, this is a guy that went from doing shorts in his backyard as for fun to doing a film like this. Well, he should have stick to fucking uh, shorts in the backyard, if you want to honest about it. I'm just saying is that I have always given filmmakers a pass on their first film. Some don't need it, a lot of them do, but for a, for a first director, a first time director for first film, I always give them a little bit of leeway, and when the rest of the film is as good as it is, because yes, I can understand. I can understand why a person can be fouled up with nightmare logic. It's just I've never really bothered. I bo- love nightmare logic in my movies, but the thing is, nightmare logic or not, it's not scary. It's 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 not. I do, I don't feel. Uh, I'm not in it, you know. I I just I just can't. It's like, tall man, let me get this shit out of the way right now. Tall man is the most over fucking rated horror villain of all time. I think. Well, I think he's not. Let's scary not go there. I would. Let's not go there. I wouldn't even rate one of the big four as one of my ten favorite franchises of all time. Let's not go there. <laughs> Well, let's say he's like in the ten of the the big ones. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think the thing he, is, he you know, he, he wouldn't be there. I think the thing is, though, Tom, the Tom man doesn't actually really do anything. He, he's at least in this there. Person. He's walking if, with high ass heel like a motherfucking trans ass motherfucking like. In the, yeah, in the first one, he's in the first one. Yeah, I, I do agree. He's not involved in the film about much. You don't get too many scenes with him. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can see where you're coming with the from that one because, yeah, we're jumping ahead. The sequels give him a much more screen time. Only mm. thing though is, yeah, <laughs> he always say. Boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the thing is, you know, he's... He's, he's never really scary in that he himself seems like a physical threat. You know, uh, what it is, I, I, no, I, 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 I don't I, 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 Sorry, sorry I just... 
dude, uh, Don, you were saying uh, it was like, uh, you know, with the tall bed and shit like that. And you, you were saying that too, right? Mm-hmm. What? Well, how come this dude, the security guard, gets drilled in the fucking face? Because he was there. It was that yeah, one was a pure accident. No, it yeah. was a pure accident. Because remember, he's got care. yeah. Remember, he's got Mike in the. He's got Mike, and he holds him up. Yeah, but and he doesn't then, notice anything strange. But no, here's the thing: the the scene with the security man was a complete accident. He's got Mike around the throat, and he's holding him up to get, have the spear come and hit him. And then it's only at the last second that he squirms out of the way, ducks under out of his grip. And it's too late to do anything because the ball is close enough to where it's n- it doesn't have the ability to change and recognize what's going on in time. It's still on the same trajectory. It's just wham right in his forehead. And yeah, then- dude, dude, I I get that. That's what that's not what I'm saying. Is the fact that you said that he's been there for a while, and he's a security guard. He's been doing roundup in the mm-hmm. fucking place, right? And he never noticed. Like, no, no, like, he, he noticed. He just, you know, he's part of it. Rushed it up? No, fuck it, dude. No, fuck you, dude. He didn't. No, man, he's I would part have of it. it up, dude. Fucking Dwarf's running, like, right to left, then left to right, like, all the time and shit like that. Nah, fuck it, dude. No, the thing is, like, he's part of it. Why is he going to everybody still alive? Nah, dude, come on. It's, it's, um, he's not. He he may not be human. I mean, yeah, we, he it's still red, but he may not be human. None of the other ones are. No, because if you're not human, you're a dwarf, or you're a fight ass uh, lady in the graveyard. Yep. Well, no, because the lady in the graveyard is him. But why would the ball? Like I said, him? he may not. It it may not have recognized who it was it may have just identified a target and then oh crap it's too late to change course you know why i've always took it that the balls were just weapons why why would he do okay so but you're not it's not the thing is it's not going to recognize who it is it's just going to recognize okay there's a target yeah there's a target in front of me that's all it does by the time so let's say the the tall man grabs me and I managed to get away. It hits a tall man. It, it yeah. would hit him. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck. No, fuck. No. Okay, well, no. Okay. No, here's the thing. We, I know it's... I know we're... Again, I'm criticizing. I'm going to go for part two. The guy in the room with the gold ball. Don't go with fucking part two. It's the same principle. He... The no, ball, it's not, because we don't know this shit. I know, but... It's the same principle. The ball no, hits their own. Dog, dog, come on. I know, know, but it's shit yet. <laughs> I know, but it's the same principle. It's the same thing. Same thing happening here. It's just a target. It doesn't care who it is. It's well, if you somebody... watch just the first one, it's not that. But that's the scene. The scene is the guard has Mike. The ball comes down the hallway, and it pull it. Gets the talons out as if it's going for the kill. At the last second, he escapes his capture and falls to the ground. The okay, ball, but what, the ball, 
can't recognize him in time, and he goes straight for the guard and bores through his head. That's okay, the but scene. Why? Why does he? Why does the? Because he recognizes the target. Drag this dude, motherfucking hood. What fucking? He's mic not gonna is figure out the guy's gonna get out of his grip in time. That's not the point. That's not his training. His training could probably be. Hold him there, the ball will do the rest. No, I mean, he's the, not the ball. Why does the ball waste any motherfucking time drilling through this dude's fucking skull when Mike is just around there? If he works for the fucking Tom and the ball should say, fuck, I won't drill this guy motherfucking skull and I'm going to get the they're kid. Not, they're not going to suspect that anybody's going to get out of the way in time. They're probably just going to be gobsmacked like, what the fuck is that? And then, bam! Too late. The things drilled through your skull. I always yeah, think I'm of it talking like, about the fucking ball. The ball. Yeah. I think I got the this. The ball is is is. The it's ball a weapon. Knows, if you will. The the ball is like intelligent. If See, that's that that's. So like, why would the ball is. drill to the through the fucking poor man? On the motherfucking ground. No, he's not even on the fucking ground. The poor man standing right there, just guarding the fucking place. He still... Ma- the ball drills through his fucking skull. It locked with, on. It, it was with, in with, with, was Let it. me finish. With or without the tall man. Because you were saying maybe he's with him. Why would the ball waste any fucking time to drill in this man motherfucking forehead because that's when he what can't it does. get to the motherfucking kid that knows what's going on it's like a bullet no it, it doesn't you think bullet dude no it doesn't think it just reacts to what it's told so it's like go attack so it attacks it hits meat. It starts drilling. Uh, I don't think exactly. But the tall man is surrounded by the those things. Why yeah. don't they drill the tall man? Because he's he's the not one human, controlling right? them. He's yeah, not he's human. not human. He's not human. But this dude is legit, uh, literally like human, right? Like he. But- he the ball blood and shit like that. But remember, like, no, this dude no, but remember, no. Here's the thing, Will. Remember, he's not locking onto the guard. He's locking onto Mike. That's the whole point. No, no. He, he's lo- he he's gets, locking. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Don. He gets no, his fucking fucking shit in his head. Will. But then the drills come out. Why Will. would the drill come out? Because the drill is trying to kill Mike. The drill is locked onto Mike. It's not locked onto the security guard. The security guard is irrelevant. He's not the target. Mike is. Mike is the one that the ball is going after. Remember, the second he comes around the corner and the second he spots Mike, the the springs come out. That's the attack mode. That's where it's going. It's going for him. He drops out of the way at the last second. The ball doesn't recognize. I know that's what I'm saying, but why would the fucking ball? That's the point. He's going after the fucking guard. The guard is not the point. He's going after Mike. Mike drops out of the way at the last second. The guard. Exactly, but why would the fucking ball just like? Because he's not targeting the fucking guard. 
He's targeting what? No, Mike. No, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm fucking saying. That's exactly During what I'm trying class. to say. Because he gets those two motherfucking shit in his head. And then it takes uh, maybe like 10 seconds for the drill to come out of it. So the fucking ball, from what we know, the fucking silver-ass motherfucking Harry Potter fucking ball, when the drill comes out, it takes time. Why does the ball stay there and drill through that motherfucking guy when because he can he just back up and go after the motherfucking kid? Because he thinks it's Mike. That's the whole point. He thinks it's Mike. That's the whole point. He it's literally the- know it's not Mike. He's Mike. He's still- he doesn't know shit. He has no fucking idea. The ball is not there thinking. The ball is just there the thinking. The ball is there it. thinking for sure because he is not targets He's... people. The ball is thinking target eliminates. You know what? Target Suck my ball, eliminate. That's all the ball does. Suck my motherfucking balls, dude. You're fucking Think, of, think Come on, dude. Not think about it. You are not. You could not be more wrong on this. <sighs> I know it. I know it's a personal opinion. You could not be more wrong on this. Glad what do you think? What I think is this. The balls, yeah, they're, it's later revealed that there are brains in them, but I don't think there's exactly. any, There's no thought pattern in the balls. All they know is they go attack, and that's it. The okay, fact that but that's, that's exactly what Mike, I'm saying. Mike, yeah. God damn, are you motherfucking retarded? No nah, man, it That's was what going. I'm it he was knows. going after Mike. He knows if there's a brain, he know. And, and you were the yeah. one. It's you two me. were the ones telling me that this fucking guard was with the tall yeah. man. The the fact is, it wedged itself in meat and it started drilling. Exactly. Meet my motherfucking shit, dude. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Ah, uh, no, it does. Like, uh, is it in? Is it in part one or part two where? The, no, no, we're talking just about part one. I know, no, I'm saying, is it in part one or part two where the guy gets uh, gets one in his hand and it's just kind of chilling there because that's it's his flesh? Yeah, yes. that's two. So, so it's it's covered in part two as to why. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, no. but no, okay, yes, it's still in part one. It hit its target. It, regardless of the fact, it didn't... It, it, Look at it this way. You know, my problem, my problem, my fucking problem, my fucking problem is the fact that you literally told me that maybe the guard is working with the tall man. So why would the ball get there in his fucking forehead and drill him? Because it takes time for the drill to come out. So why would the ball do that? Here's the thing. You're fixating on it being the guard. It's not, it's not the guard. The ball is looking at Mike. The ball recognizes Mike. Here's the thing, and don't interrupt me on this. The ball thinks it's he's going after Mike. Mike gets out of the way and he hits the guard, correct? Yeah. The guard doesn't recognize that Mike got out of the way. He still recognizes target because the guard is still standing in the same spot. The guard is still there. That's why he's still locked onto it. There's still a target where he was. There's still a target there where he had originally identified it. 
he had originally identified a target standing in that one particular spot, and that's all he's doing. He's just thinking, you know, like Will said, target, locate, terminate. Okay, he's, but how? Here, here, don't interrupt. Don't yeah, interrupt. Don't interrupt. He's done both of those factors already. Locate, target. He's found the. He doesn't recognize the guard is there. All he's doing is he's recognizing Mike. He's not supposed to be there. He's a target. That's why he's going to get eliminated. The idea that Mike gets out of the way is irrelevant. He's. That was what was going to happen to Mike if he didn't get out of it. just so happened that it hit the guard. It's collateral damage. I, I absolutely agree with you. My problem is the fact that you said that the guard was maybe... But that point, it doesn't... It, but that's the thing. He the doesn't know care. that it's, it's the ball, It doesn't know that it hit its own person. It's only recognizing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Of fucking Tallman, and we'll kill him with his own fucking balls. That's what his own fucking balls. Because the balls. Because <laughs> here's the thing. The balls are programmed not to attack him. They know that he's not a target. They're programmed with their brains. Yes, again, we're going ahead, but they're programmed not to attack him. That's why. Fuck part two. We're talking just about part two. That's the thing. They recognize that he's not a target. Everybody else is. Everybody else can be a target as long okay, as. Okay, so 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 the dwarves would get their head <laughs> drilled off. Potentially. Probably, yeah. Potentially. If the tall man wasn't there, essentially saying like, like no. Exactly. If there, the pro, the tall man would probably have to program them to look at targets at a specific height, like taller than they would be. Yeah, but what bugs or, me is the fact that but here's he the thing, said here, they, the other, this dude is probably working with the 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 tall man, and so mm-hmm. he spills out blood red fucking shit. So yeah, I don't think he was with him. I think he was the victim. Because I don't see how I th- I think he didn't knew about what was going on. But then why would why is he not completely freaked out at the ball when it shows up? I don't know. Ask ask uh, ask the director, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. That's what tells me that they're all in on it. Mike is trying. Mike has been trying to get out of the ball for a few for. Like the ball like dive bombs him a couple times, correct? Because he's in the hallway, he's in the mm. hallway of the mausoleum, and the ball dies after him a couple times, and he gets away. And then he runs down the one hallway, and he runs into the security guard. And then the the ball comes back around, and it hits him, and then we get this whole argument. So he's the the balls recognize that there's a target there. It just so happened that it hit one of their own. Oh well. One of their hold, but was he one of their hold? That's what I was saying. Because if you're right. one of their their own, you're gonna be uh, pissing like fucking like yellow paint. Well, ah. also, though the the balls don't exactly see like normal. 
Don't don't they have some weird like um like heat vision type thing? Uh, yeah, again though that's one. part two. Yeah, that's part two. Yeah, but you know that that ex- that explains that you know like it, it sees like red or whatever it sees its target. Yeah, but it's part two. It, it's like a part one. Yeah, yeah. but the, these are directly addressed in part two. It took a fucking decade for part two to be made anyway. It did, yes. And and uh, Don, uh, not Don and Ellie, but <laughs> Don literally said, I think he, the ending was good enough. Like, it concludes the story well enough. So we're supposed to go it, on it, with... If you follow it from the idea of just a standalone movie, everything can easily be explained. Everything is in Mike's head, and it's his way of coping with his brother dying. Nothing's real. Yeah, yeah. No, no, still. If you if you watch it as a standalone, that's that's all it is. If, yeah, if somebody just said here, watch this film called Phantasm. Hmm. I'm just saying, if I walked up to a random person on the street who had no knowledge of horror whatsoever, and I showed him a film and, and said, okay, you know, give me a film that's really good, and I said, here, try this film called Phantasm, I can see where Glenn's coming from. You could very easily write everything off as just him having a severe reaction to, the, to his brother's death. He's trying, to, he's trying to work it through in his mind. He's a kid. So all these like you know horror and sci-fi he's, elements he's end up the, being there. He's on the the, the fucking. He's like, on the short car, car, car oil, fucking fumes. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, it can also be played up. I mean, look at some of the stuff he does, like the way he gets out of his room, you know, with a shotgun shell and an, like a uh, thumbtack and everything. Too. Yeah. That's that doesn't it, make sense. Exactly, but but the thing is, you know, like a thirteen-year-old kid or whatever. As far as they're concerned, why wouldn't it work? I don't know, but I'm pretty. I wouldn't try it, honestly. I I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that gives more credence to the thing. Like it's all in his head. You know, it's it's a fantasy. Maybe that's why why the term fantasy comes up. Horror, fantasy, sci-fi. I don't know. All I can say is that I fucking hate it. <laughs> Honestly, I despise this movie. Hey, you better be careful. You never know. Uh, um, you might get uh, people saying, like, hey, let's get them to watch it again. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a quit, dude. We'll, we'll get them to watch it in 3D this time. Yeah. Watch it in black and white. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man, you know, so, like I like I, like I told y'all, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you flow. I, I I've spoke my mind enough, I think. <laughs> yeah, so so that's the thing, you know, when you look at but you the know what? <laughs> when 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 you look at the first movie, just as its own thing, it makes sense as Fuck it's you. all in his head. Fuck you. But with it's, part two, uh, and uh, everything with, else... Everything you're seeing now is probably in your motherfucking head. 
Of course it is, because I'm saying it, and it's in my head. You're <laughs> fucking retarded, dude. <laughs> no, man. No, but with, with the sequels, it changes everything. It's definitely not in his head. Okay, so nobody nobody gets my point. No, yeah, we, we, we get it. It's just, you know, it's addressed in part two. <laughs> Fuck! Mother, fuck you and fuck part two. We're talking about parts one. No, I I know what you're saying, Will, but I mean, yeah. If, if I thought enough about it, those could potentially be big issues. It's just unfortunately, you know, Glenn is right. A lot of what you're complaining about is definitively and you know, clearly answered in the sequels. It's just, if if you're taking it on a face value, yeah, a lot of what we're saying is just hypothesis. A lot of it is just, you know, we're randomly spouting stuff that may or may not be true, but... Glad is right. Glad is right. Can I buy you two a motel room? (laughs) As long as it's a Hilton, yeah. I'll pay into that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I what I feel is this. I feel that... I feel fuck th- you. Let's move on to fucking part it, two. We, we will. Okay. I, think, I think essentially what you're bringing up are problems that probably even Don Coscarelli had with part one. Don that's, Coscarelli that's why is he answered my them. problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he answered them in part two. Well, he can suck my dick with his part two. <laughs> Let's get to fucking part two. But before ratings, for for me, part one's like an eight out of ten. <laughs> Crazy ass motherfucker. <laughs> Re- rewatchability. Rewatchability. I'll put it at like a five. I don't go back again and again to watch. Fantastic. And buy or rent, you know what? If you're don't, a fan, don't, don't fan, buy it. Don't buy it. it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna go next. For me, it's a two, and the two is for the soundtrack. The soundtrack is kind of awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was it was okay. It was okay to watch with uh, like a couple of beers. It, it was alright. Ah. Uh, Still, fuck this movie. I I, I can't stand it. Honestly, no, I just I just can't. I can't. I, I I'm sorry, my dudes. I just can't. Um, rewatchability is a solid zero dot five. Buy or rent? Neither. <laughs> Rob's gonna find that really interesting. He goes, "How much do you want to bet Will's gonna give it a two? <laughs> what about you, Don? Nine and a half, seven, and bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's move on to Phantasm 2, uh, a sequel that. Nobody should see, <laughs> to say the least. 
I, I'm kidding. I think two is better than one, but anyway, we'll get to it. So, um, it was released, uh, in 2021. <laughs> dude, dude thinks there's only two movies. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. No, so, director Don Cuscarelli. My man, my man. My, my, my favorite man after Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Budget three million. Uh, this time, Universal is uh, behind it. Yep. That's why you can uh, you can find it on uh, Tubi. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, Phantasm Two, nineteen eighty eight. Roll the motherfucking trailer. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom, a spirit, a ghost. For ten years, the secret of Paragord Cemetery has remained a mystery. Now, three innocent people are about to discover the ultimate evil. You think that when you die, you go to heaven? You come to us. We've got to warn people. This summer, the ball is back. Phantasm 2. It's only a dream. It's a dream. No, it's not. Rated R. Yeah, so, after spending the last few years living in a mental asylum, Mike and Reggie band together and head out onto the road trying to stop the the, the tall man's wrath of vengeance across the middle of America. Yep. I don't know how much more spoilerific you want to get, but I'm fine enough leaving it there. So once again, like an old man Zelda scares movies. people with balls. <laughs> so and you know you said, like that. you said you said you said Mike, but not oh, so Jody. Mike. <laughs> no, I mean I mean the actor. Yeah. Uh, that was Universal. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to be the one to say it. I think they made the right choice. He was honestly, I'll, I think so too. I'll say it. He was definitely a better actor than big ass motherfucking forehead, though. Yeah, enormous forehead. Um, he he was a better actor than you know. Yeah, than, he's a he's a better technical actor, yeah. but I don't think the chemistry's there. I'll I'll say that and. Yeah. If if we're going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead, I'll say that is my one flaw with the film. The guy playing Mike, technically, yes, he's a better actor, but the chemistry just isn't there. I don't find... Mm -hmm. As much as I love Reggie and Mike together, I don't think that they have the same chemistry that the other guy had with Reggie in the first film. No, Reggie in the, I agree. Yeah, Reggie in the first film was very much, you know, 
they was, have. I, I saw him like a, a father figure, like a. Yeah, he mm-hmm. looks very. He was very much a father figure. He was very much, you know, the secondary dad. You know, the the cool older brother, whatever one you want to call it. But he was definitely more protective than what he what he was here. Judy. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, him, Mike and Reggie were very. There's a very different relationship between them from one to two. And no, but wait, Judy, Judy's dead. It's I never right. said Judy. I never said Judy. I said Mike and Reggie. I said that they have a. I said the two of them have a very different relationship with oh, each other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Sorry. the relationship from one to two changes, and I don't know if it's for the better. Even if I would say on a technical level, the actor who plays Mike in two is a better actor. Hmm. I see I th- that. I think so too. I think so. I agree with you on that, Don. I However, really like I, yeah. However, like I said, that's my only issue with the film. Because otherwise, holy fuck, was this movie made for me? I oh, fucking yeah. love this. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Same here. I love part two. And uh, well, let's put it this way: any movie with Mark Showstrom doing the effects. Oh yeah, I got that. Good shit. Can, so, can someone do a, a rundown of the movie, if you will? Uh, didn't you already have? I already did that. Like when we came out. No, 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 not a synopsis, but uh, I mean like a rundown, like uh, you know. Oh, so you know the the movie opens up, and you know thirty minutes to thirty minutes, if you will. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it then. Uh, okay. Yeah. The movie opens up. Because, too, I got a lot of stuff to dice. Yeah. The movie opens up, and Mike has been in an insane asylum. Well, we're we're, we're told it's an insane asylum. It's never really, you know... It could be, it couldn't be. It didn't do him any good, let's just say that. We should uh, we should mention it picks up directly from where the original left yeah. off and finishes off the sequence because uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. flashback but yeah because time jump yeah well like I said the original film ended with the creatures grabbing Mike and dragging him through the mirror mm-hmm. and then just the closet by the way right yeah <laughs> well in this one the creatures are you know. In this one, Reggie hears the creatures and goes after Mike. He ends up battling with them, and then <clears throat> he ends up g- grabbing Mike and getting him out of the house, but he gets taken away. Mm-hmm. And then that's why he's in the asylum. So Yeah. I've never really known why he was in the asylum. Did exactly. the tall man that, put him in the asylum? Because, Doug, you, you just said that's why he's in the asylum, but why? Well, I figured that if if this is going to go with the idea that part one was merely a figment of his imagination, that he would have been responsible for the murders. Oh. Because remember, Jody is still dead. He's you still got the girl. You've still got the grandmother. You know. Yeah, yeah but still. Uh, you know, but, here's, but, here's, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. If everything happened in his mind, he would still be the one that would be responsible for the murders. 
even though technically Reggie was involved at the time, he was acting under Mike's in Mike's suggestion. Mike's hallucination would have spurred him into action. So he probably, you know, Reggie may have gotten some time, you know, served jail for manslaughter or whatever, and then Mike would have been sent to the insane asylum. You know, dealing with the issues of the tall man, you, you know, this strange tall man robbing graves and such. Yeah, but but still, he didn't kill anyone. Nobody were... Nobody, but the thing nobody. is that he would have still been responsible because the deaths would have happened because people were following his... His hallucinations would have spurred people into acting. That He would have probably... He may not have gotten manslaughter, but he probably would have been sent to the insane asylum. Oh, I, I, I guess. Especially, yeah, especially with no adults. Especially, yeah, especially with no adults, because remember, Jody was the Jody, the older brother, would have been his guardian, and if he's dead, then there would have been no other parental figures around to take you know, charge. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I get what you're saying, but still, I mean, how can you charge a child for manslaughter you can, when it's dead corpses? You can still be charged manslaughter. Um, I, I don't know the legalities. I've never been a lawyer, nor have I played one on television, so I don't know. <laughs> but I've heard cases where people have actually committed murder and by plea bargaining have actually gotten it downgraded to manslaughter as a result. I, 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 I like to think it was just because people thought that he was just plain insane. Like, the manslaughter thing, I don't think it... Well, like I said, remember, the, the entire... No, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, remember, the entire thing is based off of the fact that this is if he... If, you know, you're going off the hallucination thing. If that's what you're using it for, then he would have been technically charged with manslaughter because you can't charge a kid with murder. You know, you still yeah, have but, to, but but for but for what? That's that's what I'm asking. For what? Because I mean, of the because of the bodies. You still, like I said, you still have Jody. You still have the girl. You still have her grandmother. You still yeah, have. But still, you, you have. There's a autopsy that's covered with that, that shit like that. So. Right, but the thing is, is that remember, if the actions of the tall man are, you know, psychological. If you know he's not alive, he never was. You know, there's no strange shenanigans happening in a cemetery if everything is still in his head everything that happens in the film can be made out to be the cause of Mike's deranged hallucination losing his brother so you would have had you know these deaths occur by people going out and trying to do these things under his guidance he would have spurred them into action you can technically call people for for doing those kinds of things Essentially the same reason why uh, Charles Manson got murder charges. Exactly, yeah. You're not the one causing it, but you're spurning people to to do it based on what you're saying. Okay, but where are those people, you know? They're dead. Yeah, yeah but... but I think you mean, like, who? The, the, like, what do you mean? Like, like who, like, like who, why would people that, that's, that were because dead? You would have, well, you would have had to have accounted for, you would have had to have counted for them somehow, wouldn't you? Like I'm saying, if you, like I'm saying, if you came into the situation that the house burns down and, you know, you have these two guys that are 
you know, you come to investigate and you have these two guys claiming, you know, this strange story about this extra dimensional figure robbing graveyards and turning, you know, bodies into these, you know, diminutive dwarf like creatures. You've got, you know, three dead bodies to deal with. You know, there were they would have been associated with both Mike and Reggie. It would have been very easy to look at this and just simply write the whole thing off, you know, especially if you're not that interested in doing any kind of police work. You know, <laughs> small town, you know, you're trying to, you know, not, you know, you're just trying to get the day going. You can very easily look at everything and just write it off as him being hallucinated, like his deranged hallucinations, and just say, okay, send him off to the psych ward or something. Yeah, he was on that psychosis or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, you know, if you were trying, if you weren't really that interested in doing anything and you were, you you just looked at what was going on, you know, these two guys, they burned down this house. You've got three dead bodies. You've got all of this ruckus in a cemetery. And all that you get out of it is that he's doing this to combat this extra dimensional being robbing graves and turning people into corpses. Okay. You know, like, does that really seem like a mentally all there like cognitive person like you just say okay off to the net house with you mm-hmm. yeah okay makes sense right you know like I said I can very easily see something like that happening especially back then because remember this is still the 70s we're talking about so mm-hmm. no 88 no he would have been sent there in the 70s Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, get out until late. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the flashback and shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like I said, you know, it can, it's very easy to just, you know, all right, off to the nut house. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to deal with this. Yep. Okay, so we've got that out of the way. He's been in the nut house. He gets out. Reggie goes, picks him up. Uh, they're heading back to Reggie's house, where he's got, like, a wife and kid, apparently. Uh, and on the way there, Mike has this... Would you call it a vision? Like or would a you call seizure? It, yeah, and essentially he says, like, like, hurry up, we gotta get there, the house is gonna explode. They get there, the house explodes. And that's the moment where Reggie one hundred percent never really explained though. Well, it's uh the tall man did it. No, the vision I mean. Yeah, the, the he sent the vision to Mike. But why to, would he do that? To mess with him. Cause essentially he says it right there, he's like, Welcome home, boy. I'll give him why does he do it with Reg. I don't. I don't think it's. He has. There is something between Mike and the Tall Man that even in the sequels is never fully fleshed out. I have my yeah, own like opinion. Jared from Subway type of shit. Yeah, yeah. I I have my own idea of what that could be. I'll I'll go into that like later on, but um. The tall man wants Mike. And at this point, after, you know, essentially blowing up Reggie's family, Reggie and Mike want to take out the tall man. 
and thus and they, they go have a road on a trip. fucking road trip that lasts that lasts it does it really does but we do it's get a one of fucking road trip movie dude. it is it is it's a road trip movie and one thing I gotta say this movie has one of my favorite scenes in it it's just I have a real fondness for scenes in movies where people make things so you know, see oh, you right be making the, the, the four-barrel four barrel shotgun. shotgun that he, yeah, that he uses like one time. Yeah, the four-barrel shotgun, the flamethrower they make. I just have a real enjoyment of that. It's like uh, it's like when you watch Nightmare on Elm Street and you see Freddy making his glove right at the beginning. It's just such an awesome scene. It's just I don't know what it is, but people making stuff in movies just works for me. Glam was rock hard. Yep. Yep. I was like, damn, I want that shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the funny thing is, when you really think about it, four-barreled shotgun, that would that would dislocate your shoulder in a heartbeat. Uh, dislocate your shoulder and... Dislocate your shoulder and send it into the it next would, county. Exactly, would, you know. It would probably fucking blow. Yeah, blow but up. I mean, but Reggie is such a badass... He fires He's it from the hip. Stud, dude. He is, man. And th- that's one thing we gotta say about part two. Bald as fuck. Yeah. This little, is the movie that made... Fucking like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Part two is the movie that made this series about Reggie. Because, honestly, Reggie's the hero of this series. Doesn't make the series good though. Can be argued either way, but you know it's kind of cool to see like a like a balding like middle aged ex ice cream delivery guy, you know, just kind of kick it ass. I like it. <sighs> yes. So anyway, yeah. talk about this scene. You know, it's a cool scene. You know the. You, you, get our beloved characters. You got Reggie, and you got uh, Faux Mike. Mike. Quote, unquote, not Mike. Yeah. We got Mike in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, robbing like a store, if you will. Chainsaws, fucking yep. shotguns, and shit like that. But how... Let me ask you this. How... How the fuck can those can can Reggie and Mike know that the tall man is like traveling from city to city? Well, he tells them. Yeah, but I mean, how the fuck do they know it's like a city like let's say after the first city and the, afterward it's uh when they get to that uh, motel and shit like that? Mm-hmm. And the dude's drinking. It's uh, I don't remember the the name of the the city that he uh, he mentions, but like if it's like an in like interdimensional being, if you will, mm-hmm. how the fuck? Why? Why? Why the fucking hell does he 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 drive a car? Um. Because he can. That's 
That's essentially it, I think. I, I don't think well, there's any reason. I think he just wants to. Well, no, doesn't it state that he has to... He appears in the... The, the gateways that he builds in the mortuary are what connects him to his world. Yep. But it's never established that he's able to appear anywhere in our world. He he uh, has the gate. No, I'm just saying he there's the gateway between his world and our world, and you use it's those spears that he has locked away in the in the middle of the mortuary. So more than likely, what I I would write that as simply stating he's in our world, but he can't travel anywhere. Where, like he does in his world, he can go anywhere using portals that he's already made. But if he's not already there to make the gateway, he can't get there. That makes sense. No, but he, if he's been there for so long, and you know, by the end of the movie, we know that once he dies, another one comes. Mm hmm. There would be, like, fucking, like, magnetic poles fucking all over the planet, right? Yeah. Um, unless everywhere where he's been up to this point has been other dimensions. Yeah, if he's, al if he's already taken everything out, he would have... He, it's absolutely possible that he can do that. But it could also be a case where he can only... There can only be... Like, there can only be one in our dimension. There can only be, you know, one in the universe. So, yeah, even though you kill one, another one takes its place, you can't overrun the country because there can only be one in, the, one in that space at that point. Yeah, but... Because, you know, if, if you... And now we're on the part two, so... When you look at it, in part one, he he drove to this place, and you know he did his thing. So yeah, I, I think it was it's... before there must have been other portals, right? I would assume so. Well, the thing is, you know, he starts going. Was it west or east? West. He starts going west, so maybe he's already done the east. Maybe, you know, he started in the east and he's working his way across and we just happened to run into him along the way. Yeah, I mean, it's like we were saying earlier in part one. He's been doing this, you know, I, you know, he's been doing this, you know, again, jumping ahead. But sometime around the Civil War, he's been doing this. So he would have been, you know, doing what he's been doing all this time, and we only just found out about it by complete accident, the way Mike does in part one. So this is just, you know, he's been doing it this long. Yeah, maybe he would have gotten caught eventually, but it just so happens he got caught now. And he's going to carry out his plan because he's, he's able to. Like, that's the thing. He can carry it. I honestly can... think that it doesn't make any sense, dude. If he was doing this shit for so long. No, no fucking way. The, the, the planet would be fucking, like, 
dawn, if you will. Just not. Well, like, well, like I said, like maybe, that, or... maybe that's it. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's normally a very slow process. Well, th- uh, that's what I was maybe saying earlier. He can only. One. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. He can only turn like two or three a night. Like that's the whole point. So it, you know, it's a slow, gradual process because you've got to turn you know a six foot tall human into a three foot dwarf. You know, it's not exactly you know a simple process. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know, you know, maybe he's learned. No, but he—he okay, he was but, around for for so long. But here's dude. the th- here's the thing: if you do something long enough, you learn tricks of the trade. You learn that okay, I can't get away with turning the east wing overnight. You know, I've got to learn to do row A overnight. Maybe I can do row B overnight, and slowly work my way through the graveyard that way, instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to just overhaul this whole cemetery in a week. You know, I have to do things slowly in order to, one, not get caught, two, let the process work, because the natural process of doing this takes enough time by itself that I can only do a couple a night anyway, which is better for me because then I get caught at a, you know, the, the chance of me getting caught is far lower than if I just overhaul the whole thing and get it done as quickly as possible. I can still go quickly, but I can still take my, I still have to be smart about doing it. Uh, I think it's a stretch, dude. <laughs> Uh, I see your point, but it's not implied in any form or words, so. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's... How can I put it? It's It's so... It's like the easy route, you know. It's like, oh, it's this, and they won't even notice. They won't even question themselves, you know. And I found myself questioning myself <laughs> maybe forty <laughs> times during just part two. So. I'm not saying it's bad. Part two is way better than one. The effects are fucking top notch, dude. Mm. Yeah, Mark Showstrom. He knows how to do good effects. But damn, dude, I, I think. How can I put it? It's like uh, I see it as like a a children book, you know. It's mm-hmm. like. There's this, there's that, that's because of this, that's because of that. There you go. Don't question yourself. But, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one, but... The flow down. Tell me what... Tell me more about Phantasms. Ah, better stunts, better action, better gore, better creatures, more creatures... I absolutely love this movie. Uh, this is my absolute favorite of the franchise. Same. 
assumed it was just like a mirror on a closet. Yeah, that's it. It was yeah. a mirror of a closet. So he was in the closet, I guess? I guess so. Yeah. I- I'm trying to remember where he had the mirror. The mirror... The mirror was on the closet. At the end of the first one, you just well because remember because remember in part one he closes the door because he okay, sees the tall man behind him yeah spins around and then it, it gets it, pulled into yeah. the back yeah yeah because that's because that's the way it ends in part one because he enters the room he closes the door and the tall man is shown and the reflection on the mirror behind him that he doesn't notice yeah he looks yeah, at exactly. the mirror and notice but I'm just saying I'm trying to remember how in the, I'm trying to remember the scene because. Yeah, he sees he sees him, the reflection in the mirror. He spins around, and the tall man goes boy. And then from the mirror, the boy. creatures break out and grab him. Yeah, but in, in part two, but I'm just saying I don't remember where the mirror was because. Well, I, 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 well I'm telling you, dude. In part two, it's literally like a mirror on a, on a closet because the, clo- the the mirror is broken, the closet is open, and shit like that. He got the dwarves like dragon and the tall man. So he was in the closet. I guess so. It could have very well been, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I'm saying, I don't, I don't very well remember where the mirror was because all I remember, all I remember is just like the order of how the scenes appear. I don't remember where the mirror was located in his room. I because I always when I first watched it, and I, I never told the story when I first watched the original fan. I never I always told the story that they jumped out through the window the window of his bedroom not the mirror mm-hmm. I, I always well, thought they, that, they, they do jump through the window no I'm, just, I'm saying when I when I always remember when I remember watching the original I remember distinctly saying that the ending of the movie was the creatures jumping out of the be- the window on his wall not the mirror oh that's what I'm saying is that I I distinctly remember that it was the wall the window on his wall not the mirror. So it took me a while to retrain myself to say it was the mirror not the window. So I never remember where the mirror was located in his room. That's the thing. So yeah, it could very well have been the mirror on his door, like the door to his closet. Mhm. Yeah, it literally seems like he was in his closet. 
Well, like, I mean, it very well could have been because, you know, that would have been, like, a very easy place to have installed the mirror because, you know, if your dresser's in your closet, you're going to have your door open, you're going to have the, you know, the mirror right there to check yourself to see how you look. I mean... Yeah, but, yeah, but remember, dude, uh, it's like, in the room, he sees a reflection, so he's not in the closet. He sees a reflection, and he gets dragged in the closet, the closet, when he gets dragged, you know, in the mirror, if you will. Right. It's all black and like the void, if you will. But apparently it's not that. Apparently it's just the fucking closet. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm just trying to see if I can find any pictures of what his room looks like, but... But anyway... Let's just say it's a closet. It's a closet. It's a fucking closet for sure, dude. Yeah. And you see the budget right away, too. I mean, Universal... Dude, they were like, show the motherfucking Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> the faces and shit like that. Yep. I- interesting bit of trivia. Um, a lot of the like, quote unquote, like what you'd consider like uh, main dwarfs were actually um, Don Coscarelli's daughter. Really? Yeah. Kind of interesting, <laughs> you know. Like, like, hey, I'll put my daughter as one of these. I sure hope they watched this shit and they were like, eh, Pop, you know what? Stay away from movie making, you know? <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> Phantasm yeah. 2. Yeah. Uh, we get this scene where uh, they're in the store, they're prepping and shit like that. They're like, like literally fucking prepping, dude. I mean, they, they fucking craft weapons. Oh, yeah. And then my, my boy, my stud, Reg, opens up the, the fucking, uh, the, the cash register. Uh, yeah, yeah. leaves, leaves a couple of bucks. I thought that was really, like, kind of charming. The fact that, like, they broke into this store, they've stolen all this stuff, but, you know, we're still going to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like I don't, I don't know what this noise is, but it, like, oh, that's probably my fan. I turned it on um, in between the movies. Ah, okay. In yeah, between the, the yeah, when no, I do you want to still do this podcast or? <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying that if that's what you're hearing, I just turned my fan on when, before we started doing part two, so that's probably what you're hearing. Because I didn't, I didn't have it on for part one. It was still hot enough. It was still cool enough that I didn't need it. But yeah, I turned it on for part two. Ah. Yeah, just, you can't turn it on, but part two is the is so much fire that it's making everything hot. No, it's fucking straight. <laughs> or don't don't like. Can you do something with your shit so we don't hear that? Not unless you want me to die of heat exhaustion. That's why I turned it on in the first. 
Please. No, 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 no problem with you having some air, dude, but try and get it further. I don't know, it's like, I don't know, it's like 10 feet away from me, it barely reaches. This is like as far as, this is as far back as it goes without it actually reaching me. You get, you get to hear it too, right, uh, Glenn? Every now and then. Like if I'm, if there's like a gap in the conversation? Yeah. Hmm. So we'll yeah, keep it We'll keep the conversation going then, and or better yet, let me see if I, because I used it at once. I keep it at like one spot. Let me see if I can move it back a little. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Just give me one sec here. No problem. <laughs> Don't. Okay. Yeah, I moved it back about a. I moved it back about a about six inches, and it. I can barely feel it now. Hey, Glenn. Done yeah. is done. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Let me see, let me see. Yeah, can you hear it now, or...? No, perfect. No. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we heard it. I don't know. As I said, I'll try to edit around it, so that's fine. Uh, I'm just saying, like this is as far back as I can reach it. I can put it with that with it reaching me. So, all right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll try it. Oh, that's fucking annoying, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it on low too, so I don't know what's. I literally use this setup every single show, and nobody's ever said anything, so I don't know. But I don't. Maybe maybe your fan is getting old, dude. Because uh, me and Glenn can clearly he hear it. it I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's the fan. I mean, uh, I don't know what else. Hold on here. Do. I'm I'm gonna put it up right next to it. If this is the sound, and this is what it what it's been. Okay. I just put it up right next to it. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I think... Well, now, yeah. see, now I'm not hearing anything. Yeah, I think we're good. I don't know. I haven't touched the mirror. I don't know. I think we're good. Yep, we're good. Nice. <laughs> okay. So, where were we, uh... 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 Reggie paying for the uh, money at the cash register? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of dug that. I really did. I mean, it's like, we may be criminals, but we're not that We're not that bad. We pay yeah. for our stolen merchandise. Even if nobody's in the town around to see it. Exactly. <clears throat> That's uh, one thing I thought. One? No, no, go, go ahead. That's one thing I thought part two did really kind of well. The idea that, you know, essentially he's traveled across the country. And he's just leaving like a trail of like decimated towns behind him. And, you know, there's like no bodies or anything. They're just like dead towns. I think that's kind of creepy. Yeah, and, and good set pieces, too. I mean, uh, uh, 
the, the not set pieces, but the the design, the the, the overall uh, environment and shit like that. Mm. Fucking a. Yeah. Yep. One thing though, mm-hmm. that I, I gotta say for part two, the fucking soundtrack cue gets annoying. Yeah. It plays every like five minutes. Yeah, I mean they uh I think they found that it worked. You know, so they kept using it again and again, which probably might not have been the the, the greatest choice. Uh you know, just just play the regular track. Okay, fine with me, but in part two, they do some um, low-key, like, you know, variations. You know, it's it's slower, it's darker, but it's always the same thing, you know? Yeah. So, honestly, I was, I was legit annoyed. <laughs> that is kind of one of the, the downsides. I mean, um... I guess I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I don't pay attention enough to music to really notice. <laughs> yeah. But when you noticed? I noticed it, yeah. Yeah. It they like overuse the the theme, if you will. Uh, I mean I... It it would it would be kinda like, you know, someone doing uh like Star Wars movie and every time something happens they played like the Imperial March or something. Yeah. It's a bit much. I mean no matter how good it is, you know, you know, you need a bit of variety. What do you think about the ending though? The ending uh, how can I put it? It was a phantasm ending. Yeah but were you satisfied? Because I wasn't. I I I think the thing is, you know, knowing there's a part three helped because you know, but no, no I, don't, don't think about the don't. ending. Just on its own is very much it's 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 very much the exact same ending as part part one. Yeah, but. Uh, Exactly, but one thing, and, and, and Don, I'm talking to you too. Are you telling me that Reggie legit fucked like Tongan? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know, it's very much similar to the Halloween three thing. Like, when did the girl become turned by the? You know, Colonel Cochran and his organization. It's the same thing here. Like, when did the girl change and become part of the tall man's group? Like, you could... Yeah, but I, I, with, with, with parts one, we saw... Like, you know, that blonde girl? It's basically the tall man. So, are you telling me that the tall man changes to women and have sex with guys he's gender fluid 
<laughs> it could very well just be a case of doing that in order to lure victims. I mean, you know, he may not get any kind of like physical pleasure out of it. You know, it could just be something that, you know, he's an interdimensional being. He may not have like any kind of way of registering what's going on. He's just looking at it as it's something I got to do in this, you know, in this universe to, you know, get closer to my victims or something without them yeah, realizing. Again, something you got to do. I mean, just get your motherfucking balls on, it, on his But like I said, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, like I said, you know, it could just be something that because he's been doing this for so long, it could be something he's learned about this universe where he has to do that to get close to his victims so they won't suspect anything. You know, he very well could, you know, not have any kind of way of registering, like, affection or emotion or anything. It could just be something, you know, purely mechanical or, and, you know, unemotional or whatever, like, term you want to use that he's doing just to, you know, he's doing it just to do it. Like, he, there's nothing else about it. Hmm. My main issue with, with two is as much as we can get fucking like good ass fucking gore and good ass fucking effects and shit like that, mm-hmm. I think it's so slow. Um it does it is it is it's the longest and it feels it's the long it's the longest last it's, in terms of runtime, it is the longest, and it does feel it at times. I do agree. Mm. I think it drags. It does. There, there's too many scenes I find of, you know, like uh, it's nighttime. We'll all like kind of like hunker down and, you know, wait out the night type scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could maybe, like, one it's would like, have been like enough. A precursor to the the zombie apocalypse type of feel that's in, th- that's in three. That's in part three. Yeah. Yeah. So, Don, come on, dude. You got maybe. Anything to say about part three? I'm just saying, is that... He said most of what I said. I mean, you know, to your point, yeah, it's the longest in terms of runtime and it doubled the length. I mean, like I said, like it, it is the longest and it feels its length, but it's never really affected me that much. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, when I first came on and I, I first said everything, I mean, that was like my main thing, any main thing about it. So for me, I don't have much else to add to it. Yep. So, ratings? Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? 10, 10, and bye. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well. I'm going to go with a 7 for uh, over, overall, you know, mm-hmm. watchability. It's like a 3. <laughs> buy a rent. It's a rent. For me, it's an 8 out of 10, same as the first one. Uh, the rewatchability is like 7 out of 10. And by a rent, it's a definite buy. Too high, fuck you. <laughs> uh, 
Alright, so let's get this uh, trailer going and we'll come back with part three. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For most of his life, a young man has been pursued by a sinister force. Okay, so, with Mike and Reggie still trailing the tall man, they set out again to carry out their quest to try to track him down, only to have a bit of help along the way. Yep. Okay, um, yeah, this was actually, I'm, I'm going to end up with this little story first. This was actually the first one I saw. Okay. Really? Yeah, th this was actually the first one I saw. I didn't. I ended up getting this from a friend of mine who gave me the VHS. Oh, cool. And I actually still have the VHS in my room right now. So. Is the first Phantasm fit a slick you saw? Mm hmm. Yeah, this was the first one I saw. I didn't. I knew of the series, but I didn't see any of them. This was the hmm. first one I saw. Hmm. Yeah, and then, the, you know, dumbass, the week later he gave me the VHS for the films. He ended up saying, oh, whoops, uh, maybe you may, may need one and two first. So he gave me the VHS <laughs> a week later. Gotcha. So he gave me, yeah, so he gave me, he gave me the VHS to watch over the weekend. And I told him, I was like, yeah, it was fun, but I was like, what the hell was all that about? And he goes, what? You know, like, well, what did you talk, what are you talking about? Like, didn't you enjoy one and two? No, you gave me three. You didn't. You didn't give me one and two. And I was like, oh, oops. Like, I was just, just grabbing stuff off my shelf. Like, I'll, tomorrow I'll bring one and two over. So he ended up giving me one and two the next day. So, so yeah. Um, so three was the first one I saw. And I want to say, if, if I'm remembering this right, because there's a lot of it was right around the time when I was just getting into the genre and a lot of stuff was just being thrown at me. And if I, if I could remember three, right. Three was the one that after seeing one and two, three did nothing for me. Mm -hmm. And after watching it a few times, I like it, but I'm not quite at the level. I like one and two. This is the one that, I said earlier that my opinion changed on. Okay. Because I said earlier that my opinion on one of them changed. It's three. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think uh, out of ten? What What do you think? Uh, we'll get to that at the end of the review. Oh, oh, I know. I know. But back in the days, what do you back think? Back then, 
if I would have been aware of a rating system, I probably would have come in around a three or a four. Hmm. Because, oh. Well, like I said, one, that's com- being completely unaware of a rating system or how to r- rate and review a film. Because this was probably, I want to say I was maybe... 15 or so like I'm just barely getting into the genre as a whole so I'm like do I like the film do I not like the film you know it's not like we know okay well I like you know I'm not like at a critical level like where I am now like I like I you know it's either I really like it or I really don't like it like there's no in between So I probably, if I would have been aware of a rating system, I probably would have said maybe a three or a four. Like the only real thing for me that I really liked, I really liked the idea of the frisbee with the razors. (laughs) Not, not in a sense of how it's executed in the film, the concept of it. Like that's what the thing is, is that I, I liked the concept of the frisbee with the razors Glad, what what and, said you as uh, as a message today? Yeah, he sent me a message like uh, the frisbee with the rage. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Frisbee shit, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, it's yeah. not executed. Like I said, it's not executed in the film well. But I like the idea of attaching razors to a frisbee and throwing it at people. Like that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Like, Don't that's what I like. Way this fucking kid can throw it and nah. What I just want to know is this: since when do frisbees return? Exactly. Yeah. He threw that's... it like and it went like a boomerang and it came back. No, no, it didn't. Exactly. So, so I mean, like, since when do frisbees do that? I almost well, wish well, he'd, he'd well, used a boomerang well, instead. Fucking frisbee, dude. I, I, I'd be wishing for him to not come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just love the fact, though, that this kid apparently has, like, killed, like, six people. It's got, a, like, a, you know, a dollar store, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone type of shit. Exactly. This is the guy that actually became Jigsaw. <laughs> But anyway, give, give us a synopsis, uh, Doug. Um, I don't have anything open at the moment. I have my notes for the moment, but I don't have any other stuff open. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I don't have any of that open. Just uh, hold on a second here. Let me see if I can try or, to... Or, or Glenn. I, I, I can do a quick one. Um, okay. The journey continues. That's it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mike and Reggie are back together, and they're again chasing the tall man. Mike, uh, once again, played by uh, Michael A. Baldwin from Part 1, which is kind of funny. You know, the fact that... And, he, and, he, and, and you see the, the flashback scene from the from Part 2. Yeah, and they just kind of just shot yeah, the, guy, the back of yeah, the guy's head yeah, the whole time. Yeah, you don't see Mike at all. No, oh, and then the one scene that you do, it's obviously just, you know, Michael A. Baldwin. Like it was like a, 
an, an after shot, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, what I love is the fact that this, in part uh, two, he was a teenager. Everyone, everyone in part three, like gets out of a car by the the, the back window. Yeah, it's it's like it's like like <clears throat> a tradition in in this fucking franchise. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we we have to bring up because we we didn't actually bring her up in part about in part two. The the main heroine of part two, the girl, Ugh. who the psychic girl who has this like intense relationship with Mike is unceremoniously has her face eaten in the first five minutes of part three. I love yeah. that. It was great. It really was. It was like, well, we couldn't get the actual actress. And it's it's not like we care, dude. No. What I find yeah, so that funny was... though is the fact though that in that the flashback scene to the end of part two, um Mike is now all of a sudden like ten years older. Like they were teenagers when they got into the back of the car. And then like when you see him looking out, he's like a twenty five year old guy. <laughs> I just found it so funny. Oh uh, yeah, it's good shit, dude. It is. It's a it's a fun movie. That that movie uh, actually was was shown in theaters. The the last one that I think it was like a super fucking limited uh, theatrical run, though. But it's yeah, Phantasm that that was uh, shown on the big screen. I actually, re- I actually, it's weird. I remember it in theaters. I didn't go see it, but I remember seeing the ads in papers. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I remember seeing Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. I always remember thinking that was a really cool title. You know, the Lord of the Dead under under Phantasm. That was kind of cool. Lord of the Dead isn't really a cool title. I think it sounds generic as fuck. Like, now, yeah, it does. But when, 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 when it first came out, I was thinking, like, it just sounded so cool. You know, it hasn't yeah, aged it, well. But anyway, go on yeah. with the fucking uh, synopsis. Yeah. So, where were we? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, Reggie is alive again. I've never known a guy that gets, like, completely decimated at the end of a movie, and then by the next movie, he's just he's like, he just has a few scratches. The sexual drive, my dude. Exactly. It heals him. <laughs> Yeah, so Reggie and Mike keep chasing after the tall man. I, I just can't help but wonder what would happen if they just kind of said, screw it. Like, you know, like, forget this, I'm going home. <laughs> would would the tall man have come back and, like, tried to get them again? Or would he have just not cared? I don't know. It's an interesting idea. But yeah. that. That'd be kind of funny. It would. By, by, by that point, if the tall man is coming back or not, I I simply don't give a fuck. So. I, I say this, the tall man would come back, because like I said, I have an idea, at least my own idea, of why he's so obsessed with Mike. I'll get into that later. But, yeah. um... Yeah, so... 
They're going through... Essentially, it's the same plot as His part two. His balls are steel motherfucking hard. Yes. <laughs> this What this did, though, is this brought back the character of Jody. Which was interesting. As a ball. As a ball, yeah. But, you know, he's one of the few balls, if you will, that actually has... That That's one thing I'd ask y'all. Do we actually mm-hmm. know why this ball is? Like, why it's Jody? No, why this ball... Yeah, we know why the... apparently, for some reason, the tall man like, put him in a ball? Yeah. Yeah, but for, for what? For what reason? As from what I've always got from watching it is the all the bodies, he shrinks down into dwarfs and makes them, you know, like workers or whatever. And all of the brains he shrinks down and essentially makes them into, like, almost smart weapons. Not Not intelligent enough to do anything, but, you know, to follow a target and stuff like that. Yeah, but he doesn't follow a target. He helps a target. I think there's another reason for that, and you know what? I'll get into it in this in this movie, what I think the connection is. But I think he's been made that way purposely to get Mike. By, by the tall man, you mean? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know, so I think he's been it's been done purposely to get him and the fact also that well I'll get into that later so yeah they're 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 still hunting the tall man along the way uh you know Mike gets like taken yeah and that's pretty much it no no there's a bunch of shit, dude. You, you got there is, there, there is, but you know, I mean, that's like the gist of it, you know. Like yeah. Mike get Mike gets taken, and the tall man's got him. Um, Reggie meets up with this dumbass little kid with the frisbee. I, I love the kid, dude. The kid is awesome, but he completely disappears. Well, uh, Reg tried to make this kid disappear. He did, and that was quite a good way to go about it. Then he goes to this, uh, the mausoleum looking for, uh, looking for Mike and he meets the, the two like hot black chicks. Yeah. After another fucking long ass car chase scene. Indeed. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I'm so done with fucking phantasm car chasing. <laughs> they certainly like their car chases. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, one of them gets one of the these girls gets their head drilled, which was quite a fun scene. And uh, the other one, it's hinted at there's a bit of something between her and Reggie. You know, there's a bit of oh, back I, and I forth there in the motel. I love that scene. Yeah, you know, I, I I love the fact that he's like essentially like. A balding middle-aged playboy, but he, you know, he's like, who else is there at that point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he's kind of cool that way. He is stud, dude. 
He is. He really is. I mean, um, Elvis Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, eventually, um, they head to where Mike is. They they find where Mike is. They get him out. And, uh, you know, stuff's happening. Mike gets got again, and the tall man decides to start cutting his head open. And then we get the, I guess, the twist of the movie. The fact that Mike has a ball in his head. (laughs) He's got a ball in his head. Yep. Nuts on your chin. Yeah. Should I go into my, like, what my theory is about the connection between Mike and the tall man now? Go ahead. Kind of... what, what, I, what I would suggest, though, mm-hmm. that playing the, the music, and then we resume so I can go and grab a beer. Okay, cool. So before we get to that, we are going to have our brief musical interlude. So, Will, what are we listening to today? What I got for you, my fine-ass motherfucker, is a song by... Sure. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. What I got for you is something that I recently discovered that I really, really... And when I say really, I really enjoy. It's gonna be. What's the name of the song? All right. So, a song by Piss Grave. Okay. And you're gonna be listening to. Mass cremation.
So yeah, hope you enjoyed some motherfucking piss grave. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so back into um, Phantasm Three. My thought about how the tall man and Mike, what the connection is, and it may seem a little weird, but I I think I have enough evidence to kind of back this up. I think Mike is the tall man. In like a separate timeline, or? No. I think, essentially... Like he's possessed? Possessed? No, he is him. I think eventually he'll end up becoming like the Jebediah, whatever, Morningside or whatever, and eventually go on to become the tall man. I think it says it just due to the fact that the ball in his head is gold, and the ball inside the tall man is gold. And he's got some of his same powers. I think everything the tall man is doing, the reason why he's like so like obsessed is essentially he's pushing him in the direction that will cause his own creation. Hmm. You know, like like if he was just left alone, the tall man would never come into being. Because it's like he goes out of his way. Yeah, he seems to be like a selfish motherfucker. Yeah. The thing is, you know, it's it's like, like how many times has he caught Mike, and he's never killed him. I think it's more plot holes than anything else. I don't know, man. I mean, I think. Yeah, I I think you know he is the tall man, like. The tall man is a future incarnation of what Mike will become with the right prodding and the right, you know, put into the right situation. Uh, I'd have to rewatch again with that in mind to know for sure. Because, I mean, also, there is a scene in, I think, I can't remember which one it is, but where uh, Reggie's having, like, a dream... And he dreams of Mike as the tall man. And I think it's more than just like a nightmare logic scene. I think it's a hint as to what's really going on. I think part of Reggie realizes it. That's why he's always trying to protect him so much. Yeah, but if you can, you know... uh, How can I put it? Like, if you can... Like, think that um, Mike is the tall man, anything? Mm-hmm. He's fine, but I think there should be something to back it up, like a backstory on. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, it needs more fleshing out. Like, it's it's not been made canon or anything, but I think it's something to definitely look at. Like, if you if you go back and watch the movies. There you go, Will. Another reason to go back and watch them again. Um, I but, will not. Yeah, but if you watch them with that frame of mind and just look at all of the Tall Man's interactions with Mike, 
he's he's always trying to push push it forward. You know, he's always trying to push forward like trying to push Mike in a in a in a certain direction. And even when you look at um well, we'll get to it obviously when we get to part five. But you know, it kind of makes sense in a way, though, because I mean, yeah, he knows that Mike legend saw what was going on. Yeah, and I think maybe that was on purpose. Because I mean, could you really well, say why, that? Why would at the end of three? Why why would you try to? Take the ball out of his head? No. He, he literally... I think... It, no. Mike didn't have a ball in his head. Yeah. That's why he was cutting open his head. To let the ball out. Yeah, and he, he even says... no, like fucking shit that we see. You know, the tall man fucking drilling and shit. Yeah. And like, it's it's something also that the tall man says the fact he goes like uh, first of all how the fuck did this ball get there the I guess maybe it's always been there no no it's bad writing That's it could I'm... be it could be um but I don't know I mean like I said if you look, if you look at it like that way and just watch it from the start you're kind of like Glenn King I don't know Dick. Oh, Phantasm more, please. Come on, dude. I mean, it's... I mean, it's it's an interesting idea, and I mean... Uh, it's an interesting idea, but it's all shit that you make up. That's, that's the thing about Phantasm. You know, it doesn't give you all of the answers. Which, in a way, is really annoying. But in another way, it lets you... No, you I know, think it makes, it makes it uninteresting it's a it's a mix honestly I would like to see like I I don't know if there's ever going to be another Phantasm movie I, I hope mean, not well since Angus Scrim's dead it's kind of difficult but if ever there was I would like to see that finally um addressed like what is the connection Honestly, after three, I think this this fucking franchise um a bit like gone, if you will. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see when we we get to four and five. I mean, oh, four? Do we need really? Do we really need to <laughs> talk about four, dude? We can go through four pretty quickly, I think, because um. Four is it's one of the worst motherfucking. It 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 kind of is, yeah. Horror wise, it's it's so bad. It is, um, yeah. Four is. Don, Don, are you asleep, Don? No, um, Don's just uh, dealing with a nosebleed. What really? Yeah, he just he sent a message, so I'll edit this part out. It's fine. Uh, yeah, the um. Should we, should we wait for him? He said to keep going, so you know we can keep going. 
Uh, okay. Is he is he alright though? Yeah, he says he'll come back on once he's got it dealt with. So. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where was I? I can't remember. Uh, we're talking about four. Uh, three. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Three is. Yeah. You there, Don? Is that Don? Might be. I oh know. yeah, no. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just in. I. Are you Are you good, homie? Yeah, it just yeah. it didn't seem too bad. It was just more the shock of it all than I just I had to get up and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but yeah. Yeah, no, it it stopped. We, we, it's we can we can do it like uh we can like stop it now and you know resume it uh I don't know maybe Monday or some shit. Are are you are you good? I'm good. Yeah, like I said, I it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It was just the shock of it all. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I was in there. Nothing but, happened. So. But 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 you you're good. So far, I mean, let's I, say I, it's not good for the podcast. I mean, you're good. You are good. Like, um, unless something happens between now and when we're done. I mean, the, <laughs> the more we argue about this, the better chance it has of coming back. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll but, edit uh, stuff out so we can yeah. work it. Yeah, but uh, if if you if you want, we we could like we got two crap. We got two films are crap. I'm good. Let's just get on with this. <laughs> I don't have much to say on. I don't have much to say on these. So <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we do either. Um, okay, so should we do ratings for part three? But, 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 wait hmm? a second. Don, you promised me you're good. I, it, I was in the bathroom and nothing came out for a minute or so, so I assume I got it all. I don't know, but like like I just said, the more we talk about this, the faster, the more chance it has of coming back. So for now, you have my word. I'm good, but if I say so, I say so. Let yeah, yeah. I just don't want yeah. you to, to feel any like pressure to be on or anything. No, I, I like I said, I came back because I thought I got it. So, I mean, I was yeah. in there. Nothing seemed that bad. So, like like I said, it was just the shock of it when I first happened because I thought it was just like a like I sniffled or something, and then I caught it and I had a red streak on. Oh yeah. So Nothing it was just like oh, shit. So. Yeah, so I'm saying, I thought it was just a runny nose. I wiped my hand, I looked down, and there's a red streak on my hand. So I was like, oh, shit. So I just typed it in real fast. Yeah. But, yeah, the more we talk about it, the fast, the more chance it has. I mean, we've got two films or yeah, shit. Yeah, but I, I still I, don't want to rush it. But for now, let's just... I, I came back because it looked fine, but that's as much as I can go on. I, I can't predict these things. I don't know. I, like I said, I came back because it looked fine, so... Yeah, but but still, I mean, I don't want you to rush it or. Well, I didn't rush it. I just I came back. Normally, that's like I said. I came back because I thought I was fine. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Just let us know if you know you. Need yeah, to if it shows up again, I, I'll let you know. But cool. as of right now, yeah. Dude, we can always uh like finish it like tomorrow, dude. Don't don't. No. I can finish it now. I, I like I said, I 
you know, I thought it was, I thought my nose was running. I wiped my hand. I had a red streak on it. I left. I was in the bathroom. I dealt with it. It didn't seem to be filling up the toilet paper, so I came back. I don't know. So That's good. Yeah. Like I said, it didn't seem as bad as it as I thought it was. So let's just carry on. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, ratings for part three. I'm torn between a six and a seven on this. For me, for... Go, go ahead. I, I, I'm, I said that I'm, I'm thinking. I, I didn't know you'd go in, but I, I'm still thinking about my ratings. So go ahead. For me, it's a five overall. Mm-hmm. But no, no, five is too low. I'd say six point five or three. Mm-hmm. Washability, though, I'd give it an eight. Nice. Fire Ranch, I'd buy uh, a Phantasm 3. Nice. Mm. Uh, I probably, I, if I have to settle on something, I'd probably call it six and a half like you. Uh, watchability, maybe, maybe about the same, maybe like six and a half or seven, probably leaning towards a seven. And, and rent it, I would say rent it if you're not a fan, but buy it if you are a fan of the franchise. Nice. If you're, if you're a fan of the franchise, I'd say buy it. If you're not as high on like the first two as we are, I'd, it's probably a rent. Uh, well, <laughs> like you could do worse. I fucking hate wanted to, and I would still <laughs> buy this shit. So, yep. Uh, for me, I'm pretty much going to mirror everyone else. You know, it's about a uh, six, six and a half all around. Um, rewatchability is like a seven. It's one of the ones I watch actually quite a bit. And uh, buyer rent, it's a Do buy. Do you think it's part two? I find it more enjoyable than part two. Part two, don't get me wrong, part two is the better movie. It's the better made movie and, and everything. But part three is just so much more enjoyable. Part three is like, how can I put it? If part two was the road movie, part three was like... It's still a road movie, by the way. It's still a road movie, yeah. But it's like the the canon road movie. Yeah, yeah. No, canon like the company, canon. Mm, Okay, I know what you mean now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of fun that way. Yeah. So we will now move on to part four, otherwise known as Oblivion. Otherwise known as fucking shit. Yeah. Here's the trailer. We don't need a trailer. Nah, we'll put it in anyway. Phantasm, the delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom, a spirit, a terrifying motion picture experience. For 20 years, the secret of the spheres has remained 
a mystery. Now, two innocent people are about to confront the ultimate evil. The final game. I'll begin. Mike, who's leaking yellow fluid from his head, hit his car. And it, it, yeah, plenty of fucking flashback for a good fifteen minutes. Yeah, hell of a lot of flashbacks. He goes out into the middle of the woods. Well, not the woods, middle of the desert. Why did I say woods? I don't know. He goes out into the middle of the desert to essentially have a showdown with the tall man. He builds his car into. Some Mad Max type of shit. Some Mad Max, like, he he creates his own sphere. Which is one of the reasons why I think maybe he's actually the tall man. Yeah, but still, so everyone can create a ball. Yeah, but I mean, not everyone can make them fly with their mind and, like, impale people. <laughs> but, well, you know, that that that's that. Um... Meanwhile, if if anyone gives this fucking flick more than a three, oh I yeah, fucking, it, it, I fucking it I fucking quit. I tell you, this isn't getting a high ranking. I I'll say this: I liked it better than I remember, but it's it's not good. It's easily the weakest in the series. It's awful. It is. All, all I can say that I, I, I like the fact that well, here's one thing that I do like, and I know this from listening to the commentary. You know, at the end when um, the tall man's next to the car and it blows up. Yeah. They actually shot that. The guy was actually stood there next to the car, and they blew it up. Think about that for a second. Okay. Dude, actually, it's not an effect. It's an actual car exploding with a guy stood next to it. And he just took it. Dude, I mean... So, you know, I'll I, say that. I would, like, playing the tall man in fucking Phantasm 4, I wish someone would fucking blow up a car, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um... Other than that... Anyway, it, you go on with the synopsis. That's pretty much it. I mean, um... You know... Reggie is, uh... Hooked up with... You know, the ghost of Jody. Reggie is annoying in this thing. Uh, well, he's... Yeah, kinda. He yeah. is... He is fucking annoying. It is definitely um, Reggie Bannister's weakest performance. 
uh, easily. And um, I have to admit, though, it, it was... I, I found it kind of cool in a lame way at the end when he puts back on, like, the ice cream suit that he used to wear when he was... Ah, uh, dude, it's... It's, it's, it's so it's cheesy. It's, it, it is. It's complete cheese. It's complete nonsensical craziness. But I kind of like that scene. Uh, but all in all, buys everything about this movie. This movie is bad. It's um, get awful. Do Do we want to just go right to to ratings? Uh, we, we we could. I I'm curious to 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 know what Don. Yeah. About it though, because he he's got a a trend. He's like <laughs> he loves bad movies. So. Well, it's not worthless, but I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. yeah. Thank God, holy Jesus. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. The one thing that I actually do like about it is the flash is the centering around Jebediah Morningside and getting an idea of who he finally is. Mm -hmm. I I do like those scenes, and I do like the way that they're integrated into the flashbacks, and they're trying to you know establish who this strange guy is that's eventually become the Tommen. Literally flashback. Well, that's the whole problem. That's you know, eventually the problem is that, yeah, 90% of the film is told in flashback. You know, one, it's either scenes depicting the original film, which I actually do have to give them credit for, because a lot of it is actually stuff that was filmed for the original, but were cut out. That's a great use of cut-out footage, honestly. It's a good idea. Yeah, the sad part is the movie sucks. Well, that's the the problem is that yeah the footage it depicts what happened in the original but it was all cut for a reason that's the problem yeah. but i still like the idea of you know trying to tie in who this guy is who he you know what he came where he came from how it, everything became wrapped up into this grave robbing interdimensional jawa creating mess but then the again, problem is is that when you well the problem is that one, none of it's interesting. I mean, you know, okay, props for trying to come up with a with a, a new story, but this just feels so lazy. It feels so phoned in. It just it's a great, <clears throat> it feels cash 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 grab. It doesn't feel like a cash grab. It feels oh, more. I, it, it, I I don't think it's a cash grab. A cash grab, and this is a, a different uh, franchise altogether. A cash grab is Puppet Master Legacy. Oh yeah, that's a cash grab. That's a cash grab. This well, feels complete. This feels completely different. This feels almost like the Hellraiser films, where it's okay. We got to do something to keep the franchise name alive, to keep the rights. Yeah. Bury this shit. I would have buried this shit. That I'm not a fan to begin with. Like, like you know how they, you know. Grave digger kind of tropes that's yeah. going on in those movies. Yeah, just get rid of the fucking grave diggers and fucking bury this fucking franchise. Like <laughs> fucking like twelve, twelve fuck, twelve hundred and sixty-six meters <laughs> down. <laughs> 
Like I'm saying, to me, this feels more like the Hellraiser films in that it's all attempts to keep the rights to something when there's no discernible reason to. Yeah. You, you, you realize you, the original went from 79 to 88. You've got a nine-year gap. Yep. The second one went from 88 to 94. You know, you've got like a six or you got like a six or seven year gap. Mm-hmm. This one's 94 to 98. You know, w- yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll give you props. I do like the idea of attempting an original story. You know, but coming that, up. With- that was the first one that was straight to video. Yeah. It- yeah. Well, well, that's well, like I said. That's my whole problem with it. It tells an original story and it tries to do something different and unique, but it's not interested in how it does how it goes about it. That's the whole problem. It, you know, it looks cheap. It feels phoned in, and it very, sounds like a fucking yard site. Yeah, very little about <laughs> it actually comes across as anything like really genuine or uh, I want to say appealing, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, okay, yeah, you could probably come off with like a couple of scenes here and there, like, okay, yeah, the car stunt is actually kind of cool, you know, yeah, oh, the. Well, I like you, you know, I'm a action fan. I came from you know shoot 'em ups and blow 'em ups and that kind of stuff. So I I kind of get distracted when something blows up in front of me. I I kind of enjoy that. But like I said, you know, you're. To me, it's just you're looking at individual scenes rather than actually enjoying the film as a whole. So it's not not one that I really I really like or have all that kind of an affinity or affection for. So I just read here about the budget of this. Let's put it this way: uh, the budget for part two was three million dollars. The budget for part three was two million five hundred thousand dollars. The budget for this was $650,000. And I wonder if half of that was spent on the restoration guy digging up the original footage. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a hell of a drop. I mean, that's like... Yeah, but you gotta keep in mind that three had a limited uh, theatrical run. That's true. Yeah. Direct direct uh, DVD, yeah. Uh, man, it's a shame, really, because I mean, I was kind of thought you it's know, it's not a fucking shame. This fucking franchise can suck my motherfucking balls, dude. No, man. After part three, they they could have done something cool. I, you, but they you didn't. Telling me that you would find yourself rewatching this shit. Not not if I not if I have to no I'm saying they could have done something cool they didn't do something cool but they could have mm-hmm. I know? would drink yeah, I... my own motherfucking piss before I get to rewatch those movies well here's the thing <laughs> there was there was a there was a story around out around I want to say 2005 or 2006 mm. that. It was the idea for what should have been. It was like a fan script for what should have been Phantasm Four, mm-hmm. and if I remember right, and I'm I'm going off of like a decade old memory here. 
if I remember it right, the story was that Mike and Reggie, it, it, it completely changes. It, there, this is not, you know, Phantasm Oblivion. This is a new ending off of what happened in Phantasm 3. Yeah. So after the events of 3, Mike and Reggie come together again. And they track the tall man down to the down, you know, thinking he's got away. They track him to his next town and they ambush him where they end up finding Jody still alive. Okay. They find him. They, they get him out. They, they escape. And the tall man, instead of carrying on his plan, tracks them down. So now it's Mike, Jody and Reggie trying to hide from the tall man while he's going around trying to kill him. So it's a road movie where the tall man is after I get a fucking road chasing movie. them down. Mm. Right, but the thing is is that it's the tall man now chasing them down instead yeah. of Mike and instead of Mike and Reggie chasing the tall man, it's now them trying to get away. It's now the tall man chasing the three of them. Like it brings Jody back into the frame and it, it if I remember, if I remember the story right, a lot of the car—it's it, like you know, car chase film. In mm. between everything, it was all dialogue about Jody filling them in on everything about what the tall man's doing. Like it was doing the—it was the retelling of the Jebediah Morningside story about how he became the tall man and like the curse and all of that. Mm. And it was all about him filling them in on who the tall man was and why he why they've been lucky enough to fight him. Now, I don't remember the details, but that was the original script. It was like, in between all of the action scenes, it was all about filling them in on the story and bringing them up to speed. So mm. it was action scene, a little bit of dialogue, action scene, a little bit of dialogue, action scene, a little bit of dialogue. Mm. Like, that was the way that the, the story was written. And to Glenn's point, that would have been a far better way of dealing with it because you know if if i'm remembering the story right you know it does the exact same thing that four does it fills you in on everything that he's doing here and it fills you in it would have filled you in on what's going on but it would have done so in an interesting way because now it's an opposite of a road movie where it's now the villains chasing the antagonists well it's yeah. still a road movie well, yeah, but the thing is, is that after part one, two and three were road movies. So that was the way that the franchise had sort of evolved. Yeah, but I mean, you had to make the villains scary. For me, the tall man isn't. <laughs> I think but, yeah. the, idea what he, the idea of what he's doing is scarier than who he is. I, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, if you just looked at him on screen, okay, you know, yeah, he's taller than everybody, but he's not. Uh, I mean, he's not like it, seven foot tall. Well, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, putting it this way, if I see Michael and Michael Myers and the tall man standing on opposite ends of me, and what I go to the tall man. Well, no, yeah, I. Well, no, I'd be more fearful of Michael than I would be of. Of him, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, I, like I said, you know, he wouldn't. He doesn't strike me as physically. I'm trying to think of a proper word here. It's not physically imposing. It's not. 
he wouldn't physically dominate me in a way that would make me fearful of my life. I just yeah. don't see him as a threat at all. Well, mm. it's not him. It's more, like I said, it's more what he's doing rather than yeah, but if you don't, who he gotta, is as an individual. You've got to keep in mind that you don't know what he's doing. You know? Well, so. you have been. You've seen him creating the dwarves. You've seen him the other dimension. Yeah, but what, I, what I'm saying... Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm I, saying you see what he's... Life. I'm saying you've you've already encountered all that in your in your travels together by this point anyway. I mean, yeah, if you see him in the first film, yeah, you don't know what he's doing. But by the second film, you know what he's doing. By the third film, you know even more about what he's doing. And in this one here, you almost know exactly what the entire plan is. Well, I would choose this tall ass motherfucking uh, dude before I choose, uh, let's say, Jason or Michael. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, how can I put this? It seems to me that the tall man is scary in the way that this is going to sound like this is going to be a really weird comparison, but hear me out here. He's scary in the way that Hitler is scary. And that he himself isn't, isn't really that big a deal, but it's what he's bringing about. Yeah, exactly. And what, and yeah, the effect of what he's going to do is what is terrifying. Not so much him himself. Yeah, but the movies are, you know, playing the tall man card. Like, he's, like, terrifying. Oh yeah, well the, well the thing is they play him as uh like a horror icon. Like like a Freddy or a Jason or whatever. I often disagree, dude. He's so overrated. Yeah. He's just a a dude with like a brain. Hell, dude, if we we're gonna talk about like fucking like old ass dudes in suits like fucking like <laughs> Rev Cage from Boulder Guys character, so Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Reverend King's just a nightmare to begin with. <laughs> you know what? He's like the tall man is like the Riddler. Oh fuck you! The tall man is shit. no, no. I mean, li- listen, and and you'll get it why. Um, the Riddler is not going to be able to break your back. You know, the Riddler doesn't have like a toxins that can send you insane or anything. The Riddler's just got his mind, but he makes it work. The Tall Man's kind of the same. He has knowledge and he has... What's the word I'm looking for? Tricks? Yeah, pretty much. He has tricks. Ways to... Exactly. You know, because I mean... Take the Riddler for example. Could could you could you honestly say out of all of Batman's villains that you would be afraid of the Riddler if you met him in like a dark alley? Absolutely not. No. Would you be scared of the Joker if you met him in a dark alley? Uh depends on what version. Go with any any version. Yeah. No knowing but what you yeah. I could be I would probably be scared of Scarecrow. Yeah. 
than the Joker. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's that's the sort of thing, you know. I don't think, honestly, the tall man was really made to be scary. Yeah, but they're trying to portray this dude as, like... The... Well, it doesn't matter how the, if they were trying to. It's just, he is, that's the way it is. Yeah. He became well, it once... It doesn't work for me at all. Ooh. Well, that's up to you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, should we get on to reviews for not you know numbers for part four? Part four, zero, yeah. zero. Don't rent and don't buy. For me, I'm going one, zero, and honestly, only buy it if you're getting a box set and it happens to be in there. Yeah, three, one, and franchise completion only. Yeah, it's it's not good. Yeah, it's so awful. It is. The the acting terrible. Yeah, yeah. So now we're moving on to the last, well, the current last Phantasm movie in the series. The motherfucking um, Ravager. Cue the motherfucking trailer. There are some schools of thought that suggest the possibility that one could be in two places at once. real anymore so I wander following the tall man's path of destruction one eye out for those spheres and the other for him he is clearly delusional you're not even real story. Epic, actually. So yeah. Ravager. Well, good night, folks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this. I I watched Ravager, uh, I think it was night before last. And, you know, it, I saw it when it first came out, and I hadn't watched it since. And I enjoyed it more than I did the first time. But it's still... This movie gave me cancer. It's still so weak. It's it's like the second weakest movie in the in the entire series. I I think four is is the worst. Yeah. I think the the worst of them is four. Yeah. 
Like I said, I think two and three are the only watchable movies. Two and three are are easily two, three, and well, we'll get into that when we do our final reckon up. Um, basic plot of this, it picks up right where uh, part four ended. Um, what a mistake! Yeah, um, yeah. Essentially. Reggie comes out, some guy's stolen his car, so he gets his car back. You know you know it's gonna be good. Yeah. And um Oh the the, the beginning is, is centered around a car. Yeah. The beginning's centered around a car and having some random guy who used to write for Fangoria in his underwear. That's uh, pretty much let it. me just say Say it right away. Mm-hmm. The effects are fucking terrible. They are very subpar. I mean, watching the, you know, listening to the commentary on it and everything, I can understand what they were doing and, like, you know, why they went that way. Uh, but, I, I, well, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you, uh, yeah, you haven't listened to the thing. Uh, no, I mean, it was literally, it was originally going to be a, a web series. You could have just say later, just, just not, yeah. later, just, just later. Yes. Like that letter. Yep. Indeed. It, you know, you know, it was supposed to be a web series and then end up becoming a movie. Um, it feels like a made-for-TV movie, too. Yeah. Well, well, you know, web series is even less than a made-for-TV movie. I'm, I'm trying to see what the the budget for it was. Who the fuck directed this shit, by the way? This was directed by a dude named... What's his name? Um, David Hartman. He had the shit on his fucking... Yeah. It... I don't know. It's just, uh... You, you know what's crazy? What? And I'm, I'm talking to both of you, like, how many people, like, like, take the Phantasm franchise as, like, such, such a, like, a perfect thing, like a, how do you say it, like, on a piedestal, like, on a... Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Like it's that it's like uh, it, it's like one of like a hollow genre kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's it's this franchise. Like everyone's like like people will talk about Halloween fanboy on some pages that I won't name drop anything, but people mm. like fucking like. Oh, typical Halloween fanboy and shit like that. Dude, yeah. Phantasm fanboys? There's a fucking whole lot of them, dude. There, There is, and they are rabid. They really are. Um, It's kind of insane. Yeah, like, I, I was a page... Uh, I don't remember the name of the page, but... It's like a horror collector page or some shit. 
And this dude like posted like uh, his Harrow box set with the the ball. Yeah. I was like, uh, it's a nice set, but I'm so not a fan. God damn, dude! Like sixty comments in like fucking like ten minutes saying like, "Fuck you, you're not a true horror fan." It's just like that. Yeah. Uh. In- interesting uh, bit of trivia about this movie. I, it took eight years to film. They started filming in 2008. And it came out in uh, 2016. Um, no wonder. I mean, I'm pretty sure like people were like, okay, I think it's a movie. I'm going to stick, uh, stick, stick around for like maybe six months. Oh, okay. So what? we're doing is pretty much trash. So let yeah. me make so they had some more people going and doing the same thing. Essentially what what this is, this movie is a glorified fan film. Yeah, I, I can see I, that. I, I think you know? I, I don't think it's good. It's it's not. It's not good at all. I mean there are a few Moments but, that but, but you told me that I can uh, appreciate you, you watched it mm. like you enjoyed it more. I, I enjoyed it more than I did the first time. The first time I watched it, I was just like, This is complete trash. I hated every moment of it. Watching it a second time, I found stuff that I did enjoy. I mean, I actually enjoyed like the, the back and forth between you know, like you have Reggie. Hunting the tall man, you have Reggie, the old guy with dementia. Yeah, the, 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 there's you know, uh, yeah, there, there that was kind of cool, like like the back and forth between dimensions that's going on there. Yeah, um, there's some shit I enjoy, uh, like the credits. <laughs> the, the credits honestly are really, it's a first for the friend for the franchise, and it's they're actually pretty fun. Where you know I I like the midget. You know I hate four. I think five doesn't even feel like a fantastic movie. That's true, and I think it really is a fact that you know Don Coscarelli wasn't directing it. He's directed every other Phantasm movie, good, bad, or indifferent, but this is the first time someone else has done it. And I mean, no, no, you're pretty, you're pretty, uh, pretty silent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have much to say on this yeah. one. Um, are you, are you, are you good, dude? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I don't have much to say on the conversation. I, the, yeah. there's bits and pieces I like. Mm-hmm. It's, I do enjoy the fact that there's a. a fun little parallel like you were saying about you know the the parallels of dementia versus the parallels of fighting this tall man like -hmm. there's a like a fun little parallel that you know it's just it i'm trying to think uh it's been so long it's been such a long day um there's ideas here that can work there's ideas here that are fun in concept Mm-hmm. 
But the overall execution is just, it's sorely lacking. There's just this flat, completely, you know, there's no immersion into anything here. Like, like when you look at the other films, you know, they may be, you know, they may be fun, they may be bad, but there's an immersion into what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, what, don't get me wrong, yeah, I prefer five to to four, though. Uh, yeah. We'll get there. But there's an immersion factor to the films where, for some, I don't know, you know, you can tell it's Coscarelli the way that he he brings you into the story where you're, you know, you're along the ride until you're not essentially where you know, all the other flaws in the film you know, kind of take you out of it mm-hmm. with this one you're never brought into it you know you're just completely dropped into this into this world you know what's going on is what's going on and you're just expected to go along for the ride but it never has anything to bring you bring you into it and God, man, you, you nailed it my dude it's like yeah. watching a play or some shit yeah. yeah, I mean, there's just no way to, you know, there's no way to care about what's going on here because whatever it is, maybe, you know, it's franchise fatigue, you know, maybe this was just too grand a scale of a, a storyline to attempt on the budget that they had. Maybe I think this, that's definitely the case. You, you know, yeah, you know... <clears throat> Maybe it's, you know, Hartman not being a good director. I, I don't know. I, I'm not in the, you know, producer's room. I'm not there writing the script as a fly on the wall. I don't know. I'm just saying for either of those reasons, there's just a complete lack of connectivity to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just watching stuff happen with no real connection to any. You know, you're just, you okay, yeah, that was okay. But, you know, is it good, you know, is a good concept enough to, you know, drive the film off into whatever, you know, any kind of rating that you want? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's just not much for me to say with this one. <laughs> You're not alone, my yeah. You know what I wanted for this movie? And this is going to be a, a really strange Thank comparison. Thank you, healthy enough to make an appearance? Well, that? that's true, definitely. No, you know, um, you know Terminator Salvation? Yeah. I wanted that, but with spheres. Mm. I wanted, like, a post-apocalyptic, like, a truly, like, a dead world where, you know, you got maybe Mike and Reggie and a few others that are just trying to survive in it. Just say Terminator Salvation is pretty fucking good. It is. It's it's so underrated. I'd have to revisit it. I remember liking it more than three, but oh, yeah. it's oh, it's way better than three. Well, the thing is, is that I always, I was always, I always championed Terminator Three. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, like I said, I I, I would have to revisit because I tapped out after Salvation and never saw the last two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I would have to revisit. Well, I just I want to just to finish off the franchise, just to you know say I've seen them, but it's yeah. not one that I'm in any kind of a rush or urgency to do. If if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. No, but you know that's what I wanted from Ravager. I wanted like, you know, 
Like, he's won, and this is, like, the final yeah. chance. Yeah. No, but not only that, but how come we don't get a movie, like, set on that fucking, like, red fucking planet or some shit? Budget. Yeah. It Seriously. Would be cool, dude. It's funny, it's like, like oh, what's... I'll tell you this, I looked at the budget for these movies. All of them are listed, except for Ravager. Really? They won't. They won't even tell you how much it cost. That says to me either a they have no clue, or b it was such an insignificant amount it's not even worth <laughs> writing down. Well, four and five are insignificant to begin with. They they yeah they are, honestly. Um, but four is worse. Four is worse. I. I think four is a worse made movie, but I I actually. If I was to watch it as a whole, I would probably want to watch five more. Yeah, that's what I'd say. It's I'd still, it's still not... Four. I'm just saying, it's not something that I'm going to be in any kind of a rush to, unless, you know, un, unless it was like some kind of threat to threat of physical harm to somebody. Yeah. But I would say... Well, I, 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 I think, think we're, we're at the zero when I, it comes to rewatchability, right? I would uh, probably, four is a worse movie, but I think this one is actually a is a little bit more watchable. Absolutely, but I mean, I, 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 I I'm just, I'm just gonna say this. Fuck it. I'm I'm just giving you my ratings for this. I'm gonna say four one and don't bother. You know, again, franchise collection. Mm. You made that from worst to best, or? No, for this one, my my ratings for this one, like, like, I, like I said, four all a around, four, yeah. a four, a one, and a franchise completion only. Yeah. What about uh, you guys? For me, it's like a two, a one, and again, like you said, franchise completion only. For me, it's a one, a zero, and a don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I said, the only reason that I would even be forced to return to this one would be the threat of physical harm to myself or a family member. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I I really don't see either of these being, re, you know rewatched or viewed again. No, I almost want to just say that Phantasm is a trilogy with a couple of hangers on. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's two and three. Because I... I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You're still left with a little bit of closure. You're still left with some closure that Oblivion, for all its flaws, it, it does, I think, bring it some does, of the questions does, about what's uh, going on. It does, or it, it does. It introduces. Oh, okay, yeah, good I point. Rise. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's probably that's a better phrase now that I think about it. But yeah, I mean, okay, if you still look at it as a trilogy, there's a few questions that Oblivion at least brings up that yeah. I think make it. It at least attempts it and brings it up, like you said. Now that you say that. 
it does at least bring them up to where it that feels more complete. Mm. But yeah, as a trilogy, it would probably I would say it's a <clears throat> far better trilogy than what you would expect it to be. Like if I, if all I knew was three films and that was it. Mm. I don't know. Would it be up there with the uh, uh, Army of Darkness trilogy or the Evil Dead trilogy? <laughs> hell I mean, hell no. I mean, it wouldn't be up there, but maybe like top five after that. I don't know. I would watch fucking Pinocchio's Revenge before I watch any fucking Phantasm flight. Funny thing, when when you brought up the Evil Dead trilogy, um. You know, uh, Sam Raimi has a bit of a cameo in Phantasm. Yeah, uh, like in the morgue. Yeah, there the, the on the blood vial yeah. because he wanted to have a cameo in the movie, but uh, the they wouldn't for whatever reason he was like busy or whatever they schedules didn't match, so they put his name on a blood vial so that he was actually no, it's not a blood sing, vial. Or whatever it was, you know. It's not a blood. It's not a blood. Uh, a urine though. tester or whatever. Yeah, it's like a little bag and a tag or some shit. Yeah, you know, it, it was a nice little nod. But I think we can all agree, though, that um, Don Coscarelli's best movie was Bubba Hotep. Uh, mm, no, I, I'd still put one and two over that one, but... I don't know, man. Something about, you know... Uh... I mean, Hotep does have mm. its charm. I will I will agree that there is a lot to like there, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm still one and two. Uh, Bubba Hotep would be number three, though. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it'd be number three and, like, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever, so... it, whatever it would be, I think that would be... In some order, I think that would be the top three, regardless. Yeah. So, what's everyone's overall ranking of the series? Like, from best to worst? My best, two, one, three, a huge gulf, five, <laughs> and then four. Four B. From uh, best to worst? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be three, two, one, four, five. For me, it's uh, two, one, three, five, four. Hmm. So we're all pretty much similar. It's like, it's funny that, you know, uh, you know, almost all of us, well, almost all, two out of three of us put uh, part one at number, like, three and one at number four, you know? That's kind of interesting. Fuck part one. Hmm? Yeah. Fuck part one and fuck you, fuck. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say something that might be, a, some people would consider controversial, but I'm going to say... Maybe Phantasm is a series that should be remade. Okay, but I I won't be watching it. No, I mean, like, remade, like, good. 
you know, you take something that people already have the, an attachment to it and take it in like a different direction. Make it much darker. Make the tall man genuinely scary. As long as there's not that, this scene where you just see the boots, little fucking hammer drop. Ooh, ah. <laughs> I know, it's almost like a musical key. Yeah, I'm good to go. Uh, let me say yeah. this to Don, actually. I don't think he's noticed it, so... Yeah, I did. <laughs> I went first. What? I went first, yeah. I, I went two, one, three, five, and four. No, 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 I mean, did you notice this, this fucking scene? That's what I mean. I'm going to send you the video. It's fucking awful. I've just sent it to you, dude. Who pains like that? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see what you mean, but I mean, I don't really see that as being much of an issue. I didn't even notice it until you sent it to me, so. And now you'll <laughs> never unsee it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we uh, wrap it up here? Yep, yep. Let's wrap this shit up. So, big shout out to Fallen's, uh because he picked up, uh, it was either Predator or Phantasm. People wanted me to do Phantasm, so there you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been an interesting show, to say the least. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I, I guess that's one of those things, you know, like... Uh, it's it's literally a thing of to each their own. You know, and Phantasm, I think, is one of those series that people love it or they hate it. Like, the series as a whole. I don't hear many people saying, like, it was I. True that. But, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So... You can find us if you enjoyed this uh, enjoyed this show. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Graveyard Shit Podcast or Graveyard Sith Podcast. Just mm-hmm. type shit in. Um, if you see George Lucas in front of like a band with the Graveyard Shit logo, that's the place to go. Yeah, uh, we got some merch too. Uh, you'll see that shit on the page. Uh, Don, where can we find you? So, you can find uh, my work. A lot of that that I mentioned earlier tonight uh, is found at donshorrorworld.blogspot.com and all of the podcasts can be found on Dark Discussions Network. Nice. (laughs) I'll be sure to tell uh, Philip uh, to to get your link. no, he's been sending me everything. He's been sending me everything, so I'll I'll get it eventually. Nice. So, until next time, my sweet ass motherfucker, get ready because we're back, and there's gonna be a bunch of shit coming your way. Oh yeah, motherfucking months. <laughs> Hell yeah. So until next time. Uh, shouldn't Glenn get his links? 
Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you can find me... Um, Nobody fucking cares. Everyone cares. <laughs> they love me. Well, that at least that's what I tell myself. Um, you can find me on uh, the Facebook page for a Graveyard Shit Podcast. Okay, so still makes... No. <laughs> <laughs> as well as I'm the Monday night host on uh, Body Bags on YouTube. Uh, and I'm we will say... Yeah, Will's now the Saturday hat host, so look forward to that. Uh, also, uh, my YouTube channel, uh, BDG Reviews. Um, honestly, recently it's just been kind of unboxings and uh, the odd record show-off. Um, I've been kind of dragging, but, you know, got it's some drag- stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, the package I send you is dragging. It gets delivered to my door, so... Yeah, we'll get. We'll, there'll be a video of that when when it eventually gets here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've got we got a couple things coming up. We got a couple of um, black and white knights commentaries coming up. So, you know, look forward to that. That's that's mine. Okay, so fuck you. Until next time. <laughs> yeah. Later. Nice. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs>